Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Uh, we had a really fine and wonderful Tuesday show. We got a special guest. I want to read his full name here. You're one of those people that has four fucking names. I got four. You got four. Michael Roberts. Henryon? That's right. Posner. And pronunciation, 10 out of 10. Was wow. it really? Well, that's, four out of four. That's, that's the first time in the history of the show. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, he usually fucks that up. I sure yeah. do. Henryon's a, a different one. Henryon's tough. Oh, that's my mother's maiden name. Oh, it or, is? Actually, she, ne- she never changed her name, so it's her last name. Okay, she yeah. never <laughs> changed. And then you decided to, to throw the Robert in there? Who did that? I didn't decide shit. Are you sure? Yeah, I was I was not born yet. Okay. That's not what I heard. That's not what I heard, dude. Just saying. Yeah, because we know some people who've you, named themselves oh, as babies. Oh. Uh, Peekaboo Streets. She yeah. named herself that as a child. Are you serious? Dead serious. So the parents waited until she developed language skills. Correct. And then, and then uh, so my wife. That's kind of cool. I don't know if you met her. She's walking around here somewhere. I didn't meet her. Oh, you, you didn't. You That's Jesse. You Jesse Mike. I know. Failed to introduce Well, me. she she works hard. She's a great sound engineer and all that stuff. She's, she's, she's working on some projects right now. Nice to meet you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Look at that. But she's has a she's got a friend named Googie. Wow. Um, a childhood friend named Googie growing up and okay. uh, self-named as well. Yeah, but right. her parents were hippies. That's true. So yeah, they had oh, other, they had other hippie friends, and it's like, hey, your name's Spider Man now, or whatever. The fuck <laughs> That's what it is. And you, you've got to be a fucking hippie um, to do the shit that you've done in yeah, your life. I got a little hippie in me. You sure do. For yeah, sure. but it's not like the fucking weird hippie. It's the uh, drug and hiking hippie, which is the kind of hippie that I grew up with. <laughs> right? Like sure L- LSD and hiking versus <laughs> you know just being an annoying cunt all the time, which is. You know. I'd like to. I'd like to consider myself in that vein, yeah. in that subculture of the hippie. You roll up hippie. in this Patagonia uh, with the purple on it. I knew what I was getting into. Dude, today. this was this was actually my mom's. Was it really? I don't know how because it's a little loose on me. Is her right. maiden name Henryon? By the way, it is. Yeah, yeah. You told maiden, me at the top. Current <laughs> always was. Mm. Never leaving. Yeah. Never leaving. Uh, look, man, he's been nominated for a shit ton of Grammys. You've got a wild life story. Thank you. And you're one of those people that when you show up, and I'm sure you get this all the time, you're like, man, I know you. You're the dude from this. Yeah. Because you kind of look like a teen star. You kind of look like you, uh, like a Ben Foster, too, like you were in a drama, like a rape drama where you got raped. <laughs> Who's Ben Foster? Ben Foster is, is an actor. He's married okay. to uh, Laura Prepon. You can bring uh, Ben Foster oh, is, up. Oh, is Ben a fucking uh, one of those weirdos, too? What do you mean? Yeah, he's got a little shape. He's got no, a shape. No. Look at this. They're very you similar. You think I look like that guy? Yes. Fuck out of here. La- Laura. Bob is the worst at these goddamn photos. Photo he's a good looking dude. Isn't, yawn. isn't yeah. that prepon, prepon chick nah. uh, Scientologist? Oh, she used to be. Yeah, mm. I look, look like, at this. I look like that Ben Foster. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking That's about. That's pretty goddamn close, right? Yeah. And, and Don't also, give me that other Ben Foster. Well, that was Bob. Bob gave you that other Ben Foster. They gave me that high school yearbook Ben Foster. I know. <laughs> This is the rapist, Ben. Like that's the no, rape. No, 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 no. no, no. He got, he's you the got, one that you, got raped. Yes, correct. Yeah, you're you, a, you're yeah. a rape victim. Not yeah, you're a, a, you're a rape vic. He's probably a rape. I, she's a better actor, I'm sure. What, Mike? I'm trying to figure out how the fuck I ended up here. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> you're not the first guest to have that question. <laughs> and it's fun, like to be a rape vic in a movie. If you were nominated for an Oscar, you've been nominated for Grammys. Yeah. Also, I wanted to uh, maintain integrity. 
<laughs> I've been nominated for one a whopping total of one one Grammy. Which, mm. which song was it for? I took a pill in Ibiza. Okay, it was a big Grammy though. It was a huge one. S- song Bob, of the pop year. Pop it up. Pop song it up. It was Song of the Year. Song of the Year. Grammy. Song wow. of the Year. Uh, everybody knows this song. We'll play it because we're on Patreon today, and that's the that's the beauty of Patreon. This the OG one. This is the OG no one, one, Bob. Click the one that's number you one on popular. The, yes. yeah. There you go. There we go. Come on. Come on, Bob. Jesus that's Christ. over two so far, Bob. No, he's <laughs> not been great in the new year, dude. He's no. sandbagging me. Sandbagging me. He's still hung over from that fucking game. Man. Look at that. How many kids do you think were made during this song? Mm, I don't know. You think? Fuck yeah. Not as many well, as you know, drugs you can, were taken. You can track it back to um, when the release happens and give it about a month and then go uh, yeah. nine months from there and see if there was an, Look at birth rate. A, see if there was an organic spike in birth rates yeah. for that ninth month. Yeah. Then you would know. Amen. You got to have a giant ego to try to try to correlate your song titles to, to no, national no, no, no. Here's why. Well, maybe there's some <laughs> ego involved, but we are the U.S. birth rate is really low. It's, it's below it's declining, the placement right? level. Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. And there's so, a lot of Michaels out in the world that could have been named after you in this song. Yeah. Here's where it really fucking slaps, dude. It's not bad. This is where, this is where you pick up the pace and you're giving it your all. You know what I'm saying? It's not bad. You maybe have 10 seconds left in you, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to give it my best right here. What sort? What part of the song do you usually come at? <laughs> <laughs> Just for the fans so they know when to blast. Hey, no, I, when they, when they, because they're yeah. at home and they're no, going to blast to ne- this. I never, put, I never put my own music on. Ever? Oh, when During, you're banging? Yeah, that nah, would be never. distracting. Never probably. had a girl over and said, hey, by the way, ever I'm going to play you this ever song. Ever heard this one? Yeah. Fucking uh, Kanye does that shit. Uh, who is it? It's Kevin, great. Kevin Hart tells a story. Or no, it's not Kevin Hart. It was Aziz and Sorry. He went over to his house. Like, yeah. Kanye came to Aziz's comedy show, and he goes, hey, why don't you come back to my house and do a comedy show there for all my friends? He's like, mm-hmm. all right. So he's just in this living room doing a comedy show for a bunch of people sitting in the chairs. No way. And then Kanye turns on his own album, and he's like, man, this shit slaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Kanye's a yeah. No, I listen to my own shit all the time. Do you really? There's not oh, what you yeah. fuck, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, draw the draw the line at fucking. So what year was that? What year was that song in particular? Do you remember? That was I think 16 and 17. 16 and 17? Yeah. Uh, and that was Song of the Year, and then you go to the Grammys. No, I was nominated. You were, you were nominated. nominated. You were nominated. I like you keep trying to pad my stats. Well, here's the th- dude. I'm trying to make you big, bro. Hey, I'm you're trying the, to make you bigger. I than think you are. you're probably the only. I'm only the second Grammy nominated person that's been on the show. The other one. No, was, she won. She won. Yeah, yeah she won. For He's bang, a loser for Bangor. Right? Yeah, he lost. I'm the only loser. Yeah. He's the only loser we've ever. Well, we only had, had two nominated in the first place. Probably right. No. Oh no! You had Duran Duran on. They've won. Duran Duran's been on. Uh, who's on right before Christmas? Uh, Mighty Mighty Boston's run. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, he's, he's won. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, we've had. This is the first loser we've had on the yeah. show. Where it's just like a Grammy. Yeah. Actually, Bob changed the title to Grammy Loser. Yeah, Mike Posner Grammy for the loser. title. Wait, who won that year? So they know. Yeah, who beats you out? Adele. Oh, oh, you're not good. You're not beating her, dude. What's Adele's song? Hello. No oh, way. Yeah, good fucking luck beating that song. That's one of the God best songs of all time. Damn, yeah, dude, you were up against Hello. Song. Yeah. That's oh, like having the best season of your career, home. and it's 2001, and Barry Bonds is on the San Francisco <laughs> Giants. Tough break. <laughs> you're Sosa, McGuire. Yeah. I know, yeah, dude. It's tough. Do you do it's you go in that night? Because I know it's a long night. My buddies have been nominated, uh, like real homies, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Jesus Christ, you're there for like eight hours?" Because yeah. the show is forever long and then security and all that other bullshit mm-hmm. do you personally know going in that you can't beat adele but you're just gonna go and sit no, in anyways you don't know you don't know and you know there's a lot of 
theories about how those how that voting system really works. I think mm. there's probably some politics it, at the time. It mattered to me, yeah. And early in my career, and um, now it just kind of doesn't, you know. But it's hello, like it's one of the most famous songs of all time. If you lose to that, who gives a shit? No, it's an honor. It's, a, it's an honor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, now you look back at it and you're like, great, Adele. Don't you have enough? Like, it would have been awesome if you could have yeah. slid one my way. It's just, it's cool to get, really, it's a recognition of a song's popularity mm-hmm. rather than its quality, mm-hmm. you know? And so I've written better songs than that one that aren't as popular, and they would never get nominated like for what? anything. Like what? What do you think's your best song? I can't tell you my best, but, I mean, there's a song on the album after that called uh, How It's Supposed to Be mm-hmm. that I like better. That I th- Just as a write, from a writer's perspective, I sure. think I, I've, I've risen past that you know since then what do you what perspective are you right i mean i guess it changes from album to album it's based on where you are in life yeah. mentally and shit but what do you like what, what 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 inspired you to write these you know the way you do because it's there are one of the one of the ways i've heard some of your music explained is sad songs with an upbeat tempo if that makes sense well that was that would definitely describe that song mm-hmm. for sure but mm-hmm. you know i got 12 albums yeah so <laughs> it runs the gamut my material is, you know, there's a lot of different stuff in, in that catalog. But Quincy Jones, he said, the deeper the human you are, the deeper the artist you are. Mm. And that's true. So I'm very blessed. I, I've had some pretty unique experiences outside of music that I then get to share in the music, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, so what you're saying is Adele is shallow. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Uh, you sure did. Uh, and go ahead and clip that because you just said Adele is shallow. I think you said Bring underneath his breath she's a real piece of shit. We'll obviously edit that in too. Um, well, you can do AI now. Have you seen the new Trump stuff that came out? Yeah. It's just like him calling for war and shit like that. It's, like, it's just all AI dubbed nonsense. Can you tell at all? Uh, yeah, you can still tell, but it's not going to be very much longer than you yeah, can tell. It's scary. It's going to be close. So, hey, uh, yeah, let's get let's hop on the AI and then get him to say Adele's a real piece of shit, and then uh, you know and we'll saying? pop it on the show. She's going to yeah. show up. She's going to fucking come out of the ceiling like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Two. It she sure is, dude. Fucking just- <laughs> She pulls Blood a, everywhere. Pulls I just saw knife. her. We just saw her in Vegas like two months ago. Yeah. She was great. You have done a bunch of crazy shit in your life, though. Thank yeah, you. Dude. Yeah, Thank I mean, you. like, uh, I don't. I think you might be the first person I met that's uh, climbed Everest. Actually, I don't know that I know anybody else that's done that. <laughs> He's about to be like, "Well, we did have Duran Duran. We Duran Duran climbed <laughs> Everest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Duran Duran's <laughs> week, dude. Climbed Everest. <laughs> Simon LeBon climbed fucking Everest. Do you dude, see like, how like quickly he shifted from padding your stats to completely chopping your legs off? Yeah, of you? I mean, I'm trying to go high. You're trying to go low. No, you're a real you're, fair weather. It's fan a real Michelle there. Obama moment for you, and it's just I'm like, just in integrity. I'm saying what I've done and what I haven't done. That's you, it. You beat up Sasquatch Come after on. you climbed Everest, dude. That was on your list. Come on. No, what yeah. was what was uh, climbing Everest like? I mean, that's that is. I think shit. I don't know if anybody's been on the show. I don't think we've so. done close to two thousand episodes. Mm. I don't think we've ever had anybody. That the only Everest. person that may have done something like that would be Rudy, probably right. Yeah, I but, but I, I don't think he's done it. You can't climb Everest shirtless. That's true. Yeah. Well, so you he could, wouldn't do it. But you wouldn't make it the whole way. I don't no, think. he wouldn't. You do went it. during uh, COVID bullshit, right? Because yeah. there were people at base camp that were stuck there for some reason, and you went there. I think that's what I read. There was some like crazy article that people tried to say I was spreading COVID, and, you know, because I played my guitar in like a tent with. Well, they said you were walking around licking yaks nah. all throughout the city. Is that not true? Yeah. No, that's that became a habit of mine a little later. <laughs> mm. After they took, so <laughs> yeah. the yaks were all wearing masks, so you couldn't even lick them. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why did they say that? 
well, there's a you know a crazy narrative about Everest, and some of it is is true, you know, and that um, you interact with the Sherpa, mm-hmm. right? And so the Sherpa really h- help you immensely. Like I wouldn't have been able to climb Everest without um, Dawa Dorje and Dawa Cheering Sherpa, and so that sort of folds nicely into. Uh, you're not six feet apart. Uh, you're it, not doing the whole thing. Just into like a racial colonial narrative, which is like you're the white guy. You're going like yeah, you're the white risking savior. these people's lives. Um, no, like you're paying these people to risk their lives to help you do your dream. And part of that's true. You are. Uh, it's not so neatly on racial lines as I think like some of the armchair quarterbacks would like to think. Like most of the people climbing Everest and paying the Sherpa are Indian and Chinese. Okay. Um, but – that's that's like where that I think a lot of that blowback comes from. <laughs> but with you and the white savior thing, I heard you try to pay them and to take them home and give them a better life. And you were like, "Look, you need the, to get are off you this talking the yaks? mountain." You talking about the yaks? No, the Sherpas and the yaks. Oh, he said, shit. "He said, look, I'll bring a fucking truck up here. I'm a Grammy loser, and I'll bring a truck up here. I'll bring your yaks home, and I'll bring you guys back and give you a better life. And then you guys can all live underneath a yurt outside my backyard." And that would be a fun thing for you. Hey, we'll I get would. you off this cold mountain. Those guys are like my brothers. And one of them, uh, bless his heart, is not with us anymore. Mm. And uh, Those are some hard motherfuckers. Yeah, it is, yeah, man. Fuck that shit. I'm not doing that. Were yeah. any of them ripping heaters on Everest? What do you mean ripping heaters? Smoking cigarettes. Smoking six, Oh, dude. yeah, dude. On Camp that's 3. The, that's the best you're, part. You're, part. Yeah. you're, you're from, about you're from that. Michigan. They say darts up there, right? Ripping darts. Ripping I darts, brother. All my hockey friends say ripping darts. I don't think they say that say in Detroit. Darts. <laughs> they sure do, dude. Ripping darts, brother. Uh, yeah, man. I was at Camp 3, mm. and I just put on oxygen. So uh, we had 23,000 feet, man. Yeah. It's fucking hot. That's brutal And you can't there. breathe. And uh, and it was in what April, right? Or May? It was in May. It was in yeah, late May. Mm. And um, I remember I looked, <laughs> and our boy Lockpa is uh, Dawa's brother. He's smoking a cig. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" And he looked at me and he goes, twenty three thousand feet." He goes, "He's like Sherpa oxygen." <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's a that's a fucking hard bastard, right? Yeah, there. Man. Fuck. fuck. I guess you get used to it over time, though, right? To some degree. I mean, if you're if you're in, if you're at elevation a lot over time, your body does get used to metabolizing. Yeah, absolutely. Better. Like my coach, Doctor John, he was he was in better shape than I was. And those guys, you know, I think they they don't get as much credit as they deserve mm-hmm. because people will say, "Oh, their genetics are mm-hmm. different," and it's like, okay, maybe, but maybe also they just work really fucking hard and they're on high mountains all yeah. the time yeah. because there's you know there's <laughs> other Sherpa that aren't mountain climbers they work the other jobs and i don't think they would do as well up there so it's kind of like when people say like uh lebron or mm. michael jordan like they were they were born born that way it's like yeah, yeah but also yeah. they practice the for sure yeah, yeah. oh yeah. You know? yeah by the way as soon as you started talking about it i turned the heat down in here um let's go because i wanted to feel like i was on the goddamn mountain Come again on, dude take yeah this, dude take my hippie take that off dude off. take Come that on. bullshit off dude take that hippie Patagonia bullshit. Let's go back to the mountain. Let's be a little cold together. Okay. Let's be a little cold together. 
Uh, what do you do when you get up with that chair, man? There's no. a tab on the bottom. It's no. a hard roll. It's, it's a hard not, roll no, on the bottom of that goddamn thing. The one that's on your left. Either way, you're good to go. No, you don't need to. We now don't need I'm, that noise. Listen to that, dude. Yeah. Now I'm free. Now you're in it. Now I'm fucked up. Yeah. Now he's all fucked up. You guys don't know what you're doing. What do you do? What do you do when you get to the fucking top of the mountain? By the way, what do you do up there? I wet. What's the first thing you do? Is that a victory? Rip a dart. Start crying. Start smoking. Oh, absolutely. I wept. Like hey, Sherpa. Any one of those darts. Um, man, that's the closest I've, I've been to death, mm. for sure. And um, for me to go a year and a half before that, having never worn crampons, having never having. I'm never sorry, worn what? Crampons is the the spikes you put on your boots. Oh, word! I never heard of that. It's probably uh, a better term for that than crampon. That's what they're called. You know what I'm saying? Is it? You know, does point towards a pretty obvious rhyme there. We don't have to. We don't have to go there. I don't know what you're talking I, about. And, I, uh, I don't either. I've never held the ice axe. For me to go from that crampons to belonging there. Sure, because that was my oh, yeah. goal. I, I wanted to belong on Everest. I didn't want to just show up. And uh, it, it, that took that took everything, man. Did you lose a finger? Thank God, no. Let's see. Hold those little All digits 10, up. Baby. There you go. Because so, a lot of those people, Dan and I watched <laughs> the 60 Minutes thing together at his house one time. And uh, most of those people toes. lose like a half a fucking nose or, or a digit or a toe or something like that. Yeah, bro. It's, it's real. It's real. And, you know, like there was a, there was a guide um, who, who I knew from another expedition in my training um, who was going for his 10th, 10th or 11th summit. So he's really experienced mountaineer. Oh, and... He made a dis- different decision in terms of the weather, and he they went for an earlier window. Mm-hmm. So we were waiting, and he came down. He had, he had frostbite on all ten fingers. God damn! And I'm sitting at base camp, like, fuck, man, he's 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 better than me, you know. So it's really <laughs> scary. It's really scary, and uh, you know, on summit day, I I lost a lot of feeling in my toes, and um, I wasn't sure if I was getting frostbite or what's called frost nip which mm. basically is like mild frostbite yeah. and every step you you have to uh, you have to assess every step okay do i have enough in my tank to get me to the summit but then know that i'm only halfway and get back down and you got to make that decision over and over and over and over again while you're feeling like absolute shit and also while you know occasionally you're stepping over a the body of someone who was alive a week or two before who who didn't make that assessment correctly so it was pretty real mm. and when i got yeah absolutely <clears throat> when i got to the summit I, I wept how many people uh dead bodies did you step over that i remember too but i think sometimes i think there are actually more Okay. Um, but was I it was like really Alan Iverson stepping over Tyron Lue? Yeah, did you the, the, like power step over him and let him know, like, <laughs> hey, dude, you loser, you didn't fucking make it and I'm still alive? I, I, I just remember the feeling at the time was like, this person is no longer with us. I still am. Mm-hmm. And I just got to get the fuck. Yeah, like, no shit. I just got to take care of my shit. <clears throat> so, yeah, they were, they were just in my way. All right, so I don't think about hey, that like now like that, but no, time, but that's yeah. how it is, dude. They're, yeah, they're, 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 they're in old, my fucking way. There's an old Native American saying, um, "Trample the de- trample the weak, hurdle the dead." It's it's like one of the brave, like one of the ceremonies for braves to become a warrior. I love that, and that's one of the mantras: "Trample the weak, hurdle the dead." I love that. Let me ask you this: Was one of those phrases also like, "Hey, for warmth, I'm gonna have to fuck one of these things"? 
<laughs> no, but they're already cold. <laughs> it cold as shit. I'm dude. Just, that that I'm, body's frozen solid. You're not getting there. That's like trying to dig a hole. In even Utah on the inside, though, it's yeah. not still no. warm a little bit on the Hell inside. No. Like, what do you think it is? A fucking recently deceased tauntaun or you something? Know, I'm not sure. He said maybe a weak tops, and I was like, there's got to be Bro, a warm you would part be, in there you'd somewhere. You'd be so fucked up there. Oh me? Yeah. Yes. For every percent. Hey, what what part what part of you makes it <laughs> makes you think it's a good idea to reveal your pecker at any point? Uh, That's not smart. twenty five thousand feet elevation. So, okay, wait, yeah. I was going to say, depending on the climate, negative twenty degrees. Yeah. You're thinking, let me <clears throat> let me bust my junk out. You don't know how you're going to react up there because I again, and the thing that we saw, the oxygen affects your brain <laughs> and you lose your mind. I heard a lot That's of people. What I'm saying. You can spontaneously pull their dick exactly. out on the mountain. I'm saying you are already fucked here. <laughs> oh, he would never Texas make Texas at sea level. He would never make. We're going to put you up that you. No chance, no. dude. No. no chance. I just think at a certain point, you go up there and you're like, oh, shit. I, you kind of lose it and the oxygen is getting low. Yep. And you see this dead body. You're like, I don't, man, man, it's blowing my dick. I'm not real sure what to do here. But it might be fun. And uh, you never had that. He not just once. sounds like he's waiting. Like he just wants some kind of opportunity to fuck a dead body. That's what I'm hearing in your communication. You're spending a lot of time trying to justify yeah. a, a it's not very specific circumstance yeah. where it would be okay. I know it's not, usually not okay, but guys, for warmth. This is for the audience, okay? Because, I'm yes, I'm not going to hike Everest. He's correct. Yeah. I would never make it. No. But one of you could, and I want you to one be able you to. One of you could. Does he always hold a weapon? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I've got well, the whole he gun in there and the rifle. He's killed hundreds of people. In the no, military, that's not so that's fun. not true. But speaking of the military, most of our audience yeah. have some association with the military, right? Yeah. So thank you for your service. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, it was my pleasure. Actually, I enjoyed it very much. He did. Um, he loved killing people. That's not the point. It's but any, it's true. M- moving along, <laughs> uh, there's a saying in the army. It's like if it's uh, if it's under 32 degrees, it's not gay, yep. right? <laughs> if it's under freezing. Then it's not gay. So there is some gray area, is what I'm saying. There is. And I, don't, I don't know if you go so far as to fuck a dead body, but <laughs> Mike, <laughs> what I'm saying is, if Yo, you, if you just, did, I have sex pause, a dead body, it wasn't gay. For a second. I love this show. I love this show. <laughs> I, I, I was looking at it yesterday. I texted my team because I was looking at the title of the show. Yeah. And I'm like, are we sure this is right? Because I, I don't drink. Mm. And it's called Drinking Bros. But I know. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Oh, right. yeah. we sure got, are. If it makes you feel any better, up in one of those shoes, there's some DMT. Yeah, um, if you're into that. So. Hey, I've never done it. I'd be open to, but fuck no, not here. No, not, no. No, not here. No, not here. There's too much going not. on here. There's too yeah, much going got on that here. big fucking skeleton yeah, over there. You need, to be, you need to be in a fucking dark room with some fucking music on. And yeah. somebody just sent and like... far away from you two. No, oh, wow. I, I, yeah. I smoke DMT all the time. Because I asked you... Pop one today? No, 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 not today. <laughs> he did. He did smoke one live on air, though. Oh yeah, I've smoked, a few times. I've smoked NN, like the one that's kind of like mushrooms on air. Okay, yeah. not five meo. I would be lying on the fucking ground if I smoked that shit. But everybody asks, like, what's all the clutter on the desk? They send us products that we test mm-hmm. out and decide <laughs> if, if we're going to have sponsor or not. I asked you if you wanted one before the show. This is Joy Mode sexual performance booster so yeah. yeah but it's not just about what like why is it a sexual performance booster for men especially what is what, what would boost sexual performance it's, it, it's blood flow right right which sounds like it would be relevant for hiking a tall like and if that's you're what it, says, lose, it says it's great for everest that's yeah. the thing it's great for everest so if it's you a want thing, it people get boners up there really oh, yeah shit, dude out of is it a fear boner? Look, you look it up you get a fear boner I, up there's there? a name for it i can't uh 
Is that the medical term? I think I use the medical it. term uh, fear boner. No, it's not a fear boner. Bob, it's some, type in something fear with the boner oxygen. oxygen. People, people bust big, big. Turns wood out up there. that some men get boners when they climb Mount Everest. It's true, or probably due to the fact that blood flow slows as you reach a higher altitude and your heart beats more intensely. Wow, uh, it's supposed dude. to a change in pressure as well. Oh um, yeah, lower yeah. pressure. Yeah. yeah. Did you get a fear boner up there? I don't remember getting one. I'll tell you this though. I do remember at Camp Four, mm-hmm. just under twenty six thousand feet. Is that right? I think so. Nobody can fact check you. And on that. Uh, we I weren't think there. Camp Four is twenty six. I had a psychedelic trip. Really? Absolutely. It's twenty six thousand and eighty five feet. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had a like full blown psychedelic trip. And what was what was going on? Were you seeing things? Were you fucking dead bodies? I never close, was close the... my eyes. I was seeing lattice work, sacred geometry. And this voice was just saying to me, dude, like... That's what DMT feels like. I, yeah, it like, felt no like shit. that. That's it what felt it, like It that. looks kind of like a kaleidoscope when you close minutes. your eyes. 40 and I, fucking minutes. Holy and I shit. felt this peace wash over, wash over me because I was... You know, you're pretty keyed up. Like, this is yeah. the moment. Mm. Camp 4 is the last camp before the mm. summit. And uh, I remember just feeling like, hey, man, this, this matters, but it also doesn't matter. Mm. And I'm gonna just I'm just gonna go do it. Yeah. But I don't need to do it. No. And it was it was beautiful, man. That's <clears throat> that sounds a lot like a DMT trip. But that makes sense though, because when you get close to death or have a near death experience, your your brain secretes DMT into your bloodstream. So that's maybe, maybe that's what happened. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you were closer to death than you think you were. May, yeah, they call it the death zone. Really? Yeah. No shit. That's well, what I call my dick. Yeah, he's called death it that zone. for years. Yeah, either, the death it's zone, either bitch. the death, the the death zone, or the thickness. One of those two. Mm. One of those two. Yeah, I but call mine the continental the breakfast. Well, I serve it on a platter, and uh-huh. it's, so I go door to door at, at hotel rooms. <laughs> does, and does, I that make, it. does that make Jesse the continental divide? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well played. <laughs> uh, but I'll put like he's potatoes got jokes around today, it. Dude. I know. I'll Look put, at that. I'll put potatoes around it and salsa. Like, I'll give nah. it the full treatment. What nah. about like that an Mike's Eng- chasing him over there. What about like an English fry up? Some baked beans and, and, and ham and shit and a fucking tomato? Oh, boy. I'll do the whole thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll do the, the full continental breakfast up there. Yeah. You'll get all of it. You'll probably have to hold that mic. We I'm apologize. S- I'm it's so a weird setup over there. You shouldn't be. You With, shouldn't be. Which part if of we did, re- If we did a pie graph on this show. <laughs> And just had an analysis that, like, if you put in, like, group A, mm. like, fucking dead bodies and material about your dick. Yep. And then in group B, we had just everything else. Yeah, it's been about 40%. No, I think higher. You think so? I think, I think group A is, like, 70% right now. Ooh, has to be. And I'm just Whoa. wondering, is it like this every day? Every, oh, every single day. Every day. Every single day. But we don't get cool music breaks. Your sponsors Hey, are can like, you come fix this mic, Joel? Yeah. For fuck's sake? Uh, fix that mic. Bob, in the meantime here, play. I fix this. I want to hear uh, Cooler Than it's, You. I don't think you can fix it. it. Fixed. Did you fix it? I fixed Maybe. it. Whoa, baby. He thinks he fixed it. Yeah. I don't think he did. Uh, either you. way, Bob, play Cooler Than You. Um, was this your first song? No, not even close. It was my first hit song, though. Well, that's all that matters, Mike. Come on. To dude. you. Yeah, someone. To you. I'm just a name. <laughs> to you. You just. I'm just a name that was on your GCAL today. You're, you're just, just a, guy, a fucking you're a dead guy body that, I want to fuck. You popped yeah. into Google <laughs> yeah. 30 minutes before I walked in. You're a guy that, that is in the way of him talking about his dick. It sure is. That's For really real. what it is. It sure real. is. Boom. 
I, song was massive. Someone says, I love Please Don't Go. That's another one of your songs. Oh, you're live? Yeah. Yeah, we're live. Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> Everybody remembers this song people. too, dude. Go to Please Don't Go. You got a lot. Go to Please Don't Go. No, you know what it is, Mike? Is whenever we're on Patreon, we love to play people's shit because it's the only way we can get away with yeah. it. Yeah. We can't do it on YouTube. But I'll let you on let you know another secret. If you pull up Maroon 5, Sugar, mm-hmm. and you look at the writers, you might see my name. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, got a, you worked with a shit ton of people. Here, yeah. Uh, we'll get some Justin Bieber you worked with. What did you do with yeah. Bieber? Boyfriend. No shit. If I was your boyfriend. Damn, dude, you write it? Yeah. And he didn't win a he didn't win a Grammy for that. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get nominated for that one. No shit. That no. was a massive song, dude. Thank Has you. Bieber won a, won a lot of Grammys? I feel like he gets overlooked in the award shows a lot. That I don't know. Although I mean commercially obviously he's very popular but or yeah. successful but uh, he has two Grammy wins. That seems comically low for Justin Bieber. It sure does. does. Were for, they the amount, for the catalog that he has? Yeah, were they gospel? Uh, one was uh, a country duo group performance. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the other one was dance recording. Mm. Best dance mm. recording. Right. Yeah, that's weird. For a guy with that kind of catalog and level of popularity to have two and one of them is kind of a weird one. That yeah. seems weird to me. Uh, what'd you do with Big Sean? Big Sean is the reason I'm here, man. I don't fucking really? do. Was that the one? I didn't do. I didn't work on that song, but Big Sean. Uh, <laughs> I don't fuck with, fuck with you. you. That's what he said to that dead body. That's no. a great fucking song. It is. Oh, yeah, he did as he was stepping over it. I, yeah. stepping over. I don't fuck with you. And then he walked out of there. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, but I might be back later. Yeah. No, no, that's your part. That's well, your part. It's not my part, dude. I'm just saying the oxygen would make me crazy up there. Hey, we know. That's all it is. If you pass the dead bodies on the way back down, do you give them a look like fucking bitch? Because <laughs> yeah. then you've made were... it. Now you're you're part of it. Only 6,600 people have crested Everest, right? That's not very many people. Yeah. We so usually, you we can usually talk say summited. Oh, you say? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know crested, words. Dude. I would never climb a fucking mountain. Crested. Ever. I don't crested. like that one. Like There's another suspect word. Why it crested is. mean cr- crested means to go over the top of something? But it's also what word you could use when you ejaculate. I'm cresting. <laughs> no. I'm cresting. No one's ever said that. No, no one's ever said I'm summiting. Like, I'm, like that's that's for mountain hikers, dude. Yeah, that that would be if you if you if you haven't climbed a real mountain like at least a teener. And you say I'm gonna summit? Yeah, that's stolen valor. I'm gonna fucking summit. I'm, well, actually, <laughs> actually, I'm gonna crest. Sounds better. Yeah, to be I'm cresting. I'm yeah. fucking cresting. That'll work. Yeah, yeah. Too many uh, syllables in summit. What'd you do with Big Sean? Sean, I met when I was 18. Okay. Um, I was an intern at a radio station. I basically became a part of his entourage, and uh, I just did beats for him and hooks for him for years. And uh, man. I thought that at that time in my life, I was just going to college. I thought I was going to make music as a hobby and I would have like a job at a mm. record label. And then Sean just like fucking got a record deal. And I was like, oh shit. Once he did that, I knew I could get one too. And once my mind actually believed that, mm-hmm. I got one like eight months later. Yeah, yeah. shit. That, that's yeah. what fucking, you know. He all, any any kind of famous or popular or notable person that says they're not a role model is full of shit. Yeah. You're every you're always a role model to somebody, yeah. right? And it matters that like you take your success seriously and be gracious about it, not act like a fucking asshole. Absolutely, man. I was uh, I was training today on the 
trail by the river here. I don't know what your guys' river is called here. The what Colorado, do they call that? The Colorado River. Is but, it really? But, but, but not the Colorado River. It's not the one that carved out the yeah, Grand Canyon. They, they just they weren't communicating. Is that the, the one where they're dumping all the bodies in for the serial killer? Yeah, Lady Bird Lake. Lake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I met a guy, and he stopped me, and he said, uh, "When you," he said, "Mike, when you walked across America, it really inspired me." He said. I walked uh, around Hawaii. I quit my job, and I knew I was at the wrong job. I walked around Hawaii, mm-hmm. and it changed my life. And he thanked me. He said, this made my day today. I said, this made my day today. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you. But I agree. And not just – it's not just celebrities, though. We should all – we all are. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially, like, if you're a, we should all a stri- mentor or if you're a parent or something like that. It really yeah. matters what you do. We should all strive to be living a life that – Lights up other people, inspires sure, yeah. It's people. true because uh, the people I look up to are Grammy winners. Um, you're not one, so it's kind of different for me yeah. um, today. But yeah. uh, but you're walking when you walk across America and inspired me to walk around my Sam's Club because it's a big building a big and one. you don't realize yeah. how many square feet <clears throat> yeah. a fucking Sam's Club is. And I walked around. Any blisters? I, I lost I lost part of my foot. Hydration dog. becomes an issue. He, I lost he, four toes on that he, journey, he got dog. A, he got a tummy ache. <laughs> I got a tummy tummy ache. T- yeah. He had to stop at aisle four. Oh, I lost yeah. four toes, yeah. dude. It was a grocery cart. I was like, maybe I'll bring it back Diabetes. to these people. Yeah. <laughs> Just chopped well, them all because, off. It's because he was walking around the store eating out of a five gallon jar of mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah. Like, what was the purpose of that? Mm-hmm. Well, the purpose was I bought the tuna, <laughs> and then I was like, well, do I dump it in? See, I don't add tuna. My hand I go tuna straight into rice with butter, salt, and pepper. Mayonnaise is disgusting nobody should ever eat that run that back you put your tuna in butter uh yeah well i put the rice in butter buttered rice with tuna and then salt and pepper that's a big distinction man what do you mean buttering the rice and just buttering the tuna oh no can you imagine me just making like eye contact with you buttering a piece of tuna i'll do it i I, we can do that right after this show i can picture you doing you don't you don't want want to yeah i don't want to but i can (laughs) you can This guy, yeah. the one holding the knife the whole interview, yeah, put butter on his tuna. Yeah, I just use weapons really... for fidget spinners. Yeah, I got it. That's all he does. Yeah. There's Pick, a spike bat next to him, by the way. Picked up on that almost immediately. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, what gave it away? Was it the rifle over here? or the? Not in spot your rifle. Oh, well, there's a shotgun back there. Yeah, there's so. a shotgun in the guitar case, by the way. Yeah. Have you, you ever seen Desperado? No. Oh, fuck off. With uh, Robert Rodriguez and... Uh, have I? Benicio, What's in the case? That came out, it came out like Antonio se- six, seven years ago. No, that no, was like 90. 20 years ago, probably. Not eight, maybe. Um, but there's a full shotgun in there, and uh-huh. uh, and then case, and it's all built out. It's really nice. So it's like an American How's your flag shotgun. Shit? Mine? Yeah. Fucking deadly, bro. You guys go shooting together? No. no. You, uh, I sh- I, we shoot at each other. It wouldn't be fun for you. We sh- it wouldn't be fun for me. Either. It wouldn't. No. That would be like uh, a professional basketball player playing basketball against yeah. Stephen Hawking. Yep. Yeah. Who is not only crippled, but also dead. Just <laughs> And it would... <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, but he had some fun beforehand. We so just when he yesterday. says he's fucking deadly... Mm. What's your assessment? For an actor. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, in a, in a very Alec Baldwin kind of way. Yeah, for an actor, real fucking deadly. Um, but as a, as in real life, no. And, and uh, you know, it's weird that you brought this up because nobody's ever asked this on the show before. The reason why I don't ask him or ask like Matt or Evan or any of those guys that, are, uh, that we're friends with is they're professionals at it. So it would mm. be like me if I ran into Michael Jordan being like, hey, man. You want to play a game of horse? Mm-hmm. I bet you I can beat you in a horse. It's like, no, you fucking can't. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, I don't want to do it. And for these guys, it would be so fucking boring to watch an sure. actor go out there and just blast <laughs> away at the thing. Well, no, like, there, oh, is yeah. some, there is some level of interest I have in watching people enjoy it, but also give them, like teach them shit. Yeah. I, think, I, I think most men 
would get some kind, some level of uh, joy out of teaching anybody anything and seeing that happen, right? Seeing the fruition of your mentorship happen, even if it's some slapdick mustache <laughs> retard. You know what I mean? Well, it'd be like I me playing right. my music for you today on the show, like the the joke raps I made, yeah. and be like, "Yo, dude, what do you did think you do of the this, intro bro? song? What do you think of this?" No, I. No, the the intro that? song is Danny Worsnop, I think. Yes, right? I like from that song. Uh, Asking yeah. Alexander. How's it go? It's, how's it go? It's hard as fuck. Yeah, how's it go? That, that's about our booze right there. Yeah, hard he's the lead singer of Asking Alexandria. Uh, he did that for us. He's yeah. a buddy of ours. Yeah, and he did the uh, old Drinking Bros intro too. Actually, the one we have now is one of his songs, right? Yep, that's yeah. one of his songs as well. And, uh, and they just sold their catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something you're going to do eventually? Can you? Yeah, of course. Because, I mean, a lot, everybody's, everybody's cashing in on it now. It's like... <laughs> Why not at this point? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Bieber just sold his. Yeah. He's Should, out of there. Judge Judy sold her, her like film she sure catalog. Did, yeah. So did uh, what Guy Fieri did too, I think. Oh, no, he rented his for three years. He rented it, for, got it back, and now he's got a new- million or yeah. something. He's or got not, a new deal with them. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I, think, I think it was $88 million for three years for uh, the Travel Channel, or not the Travel Channel. Which one was it? Uh, the Cooking Channel. Because cooking he, channel, owned, yeah. what, he owned the show? Oh, yeah. Now he does. He owns, he owns the, the, IP, new, yeah. the new Got deal, it. by the way, is a hundred. So it's yeah. like <clears throat> and Judge, him, somehow Judge Judy on a network she daytime her television show? owned the IP to that show. I have no fucking. I've never heard Good of it. Good job. Like that. Well, after Judy. a certain amount of years, if they don't want to give you, and I, I'm sure this is true in music as well, but yeah. after a certain amount of years, uh, there's pay bumps as far as like Screen Actors Guild is concerned. Mm. But when mm. they hit that limit and you can't meet the production anymore, they got to give you other shit. So they give you an, you know an EP credit, executive producer. Uh, or a creator or something like that. No, and music is way more fucked than that. They don't yeah, man, we that's one thing we have discussed quite a bit on this show is how fucked up the music industry is. Yeah, how yeah. bad is streaming? So like Spotify, if we play play another song, Bob, depends what, what on do your, you get per stream? It depends on your record deal. Okay. Yeah, it depends on your record deal. But you didn't know, starting this early, you didn't know that Spotify and all this shit would nah, even exist back nah, then. Cool. Well, the music industry as a whole is in a better place. My understanding is, mm. is, is it's in a better place since streaming has arrived. There's more money flowing in. But Are you seeing uh, any of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it trickles <laughs> down. Like The money comes in to Spotify or other DSPs, and they take their cut, and they give the remainder to the record labels. They take their cut, and then they distribute that to distribute that to their artists. And what do you think that is, 20 30%? You can't, you can't say. It really depends on your deal. Okay. You know, you can have a deal that's like a 50-50 joint venture with a label or a distribution deal that's like a 70-30, or you can have a traditional record deal where you're really getting fucked. Well, do you get better money off of writings because you get the publishing? No, because uh, my, I write my own material as well. Okay. So the songs that, like Ibiza, I wrote alone, and um, and I perform it. So I get I get the streaming royalty of the master and and the publishing mm. oh, that rocks, is dude. there like a, a the the layman who isn't involved in this industry would say well, why don't you just do it independently right and cut out the middleman yeah but that's a very uh reductive uh, attitude towards that because a lot of these a lot of the the nationwide concert venues even it, it's they box out independent people quite a bit right like you've got to have some level of access, somebody that's a professional at getting those deals done to actually get them done. Sometimes, well, it's more, to put to put a positive spin on it, the music industry is the most democratic it's ever been. Mm. You know, even someone like me, who, dude, like I I, I start out making music in my dorm room mm. on software that I stole off the internet on a shitty microphone and and recorded a hit song, right? 
So that couldn't have happened 40 years yeah, ago, for sure. yeah. right? Um, and this has all been, this whole show has been a sting operation. The FBI is here to arrest you for stealing that software. Yeah. Hey, get them, boys. Go. Yep, they they they, they know at Duke University you stole all that shit. I'm and ready. They, they want it. Is that back. where you went, Duke? Yeah, it's a good school. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> let's not let's not well, fucking. It's <laughs> a pretty good school. Uh, <laughs> nah, I tried to pat him up at the beginning. Now I he doesn't I want was, it. I thought I was smart until I got there. It's not Harvard, Dick. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they do call it Harvard of the South, though, right? They do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> no one calls it that. Yeah, they they call people it that go there call it that. Yeah. Do they really? For sure, for sure. It's the best non-Ivy League pre-med school in the country. It is, and he was the only white person to go there. Um, it was him and all Asians, dude, at Duke. I've been, uh, I've partied at Duke. Mm. Well, it's the lacrosse all fucking team. Asian, dude. Hey, they deserve it. Yeah, meritocracy. <laughs> they work hard, man. dude. That's true. Meritocracy. It's absolutely. It's hard to get. Isn't into that weird? Duke. How like Asian people and universities are getting discriminated against because they've been too successful? That's really bizarre. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I didn't have that on my my fucking bingo card for the 21st century like oh people work too hard fuck those guys exactly the white people that were against affirmative action thought yeah. they were gonna get those spots oh yeah dude yeah. Fuck yeah. whoops yeah. whoopsies <laughs> whoopsies <laughs> oh well fuck we em. need them we need more doctors <laughs> gotta get the asians in let's Girl, ship them in they didn't they didn't hit the books as hard you, you know, know what it is is we've been we we chose as a as a species the dumbest way to organize ourselves which is by like race and nationality right mm. that's the dumbest way meritocracy what you said before that that makes the most sense yeah yeah I agree. like if we have shared values and ethics and shit then we should probably be friends that seems reasonable to me well what's weird to me is like the amount of people you've worked with throughout your career were you friends with all of these people or is there people you don't get along with that you work with and you're like all right fuck it it varies you know, a lot of times, like with Sean, he's he's an old friend of mine, so I might go to the studio with him, and that's a 15, 20-year friendship. Right. There's other, so I might get called to go in the studio with somebody I've never met before, and maybe that's the only time we ever hang out. Most of the time, I've had really positive experiences. Even even earlier in my career, I would try to do stuff. Uh, I tried, I'd work with people if I thought, like, if I didn't like their music and they were successful, I'd work with them anyways because I wanted to be more successful because mm. I was caught on that tread, hedonistic treadmill, you know, in my early 20s. And most of the time, even when I made that decision and I ended up in the studio with someone I wasn't a giant fan of, being with them, I would like sort of get it. I'm like, right, yeah. oh, there is, some, <clears throat> like, there is something special about you. I, I get why, you're, why you have a following. Like... I get it. Yeah, yeah that's and pretty so, interesting. Yeah, most most all the time is artists for the most part are special by definition. They look at the world differently. That's what mm. makes them an artist. And um, so I like I like being with them. They're weird as fuck. No. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, you so you touching on something you just said. It seems like your definition of what it means to be successful has changed over the years. Absolutely. Can you go into that? Describe that process a little bit. Well, I think when I was younger. Uh, Work was a place I went to feel significant. Mm. So my job was something that I used to serve me. My job was something that I used basically <laughs> to make myself feel better. And the way I would do that was try to get as famous as possible, as much money as possible, as much attention from the opposite sex as possible. And now work is some place I go to contribute to others. Mm. Yeah, I have a, I have a, a gift, you know. I have some talent that God gave me. I don't deserve credit for it, but I have a, I have a gift, 
And I'm just, you know, part of the reason I'm on earth is to share my gifts. Right. And so work is one place I get to do that. And, and, and that's, that's the only thing it's for. It's not <laughs> work isn't there to make me feel better because that's a really that's really a manipulation of your audience. You know, you're using them to to like soothe some spot that you haven't healed in yourself. Mm. And Instead of providing value to them. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that goes for, for, for people that work in, in your medium as well, you know. Yeah. Well, and, for, let, let's back up a little bit because you can't say that because LeBron and Michael Jordan are naturally talented, they don't get credit for all the hard work they did and then do the same thing to yourself. That's dumb. Right. Like, yeah, you I accept that. There's natural yeah. talent, certainly. But thank it's, you. It's, but you it's put also a lot a of hard work skill. in. Yeah. Thank you. It's thank a skill. you. Yeah, I, I have worked a lot at And the other part is like. Craft. That's part of the responsibility that comes with having a gift. Sure. You yeah. know, you don't want to fuck it up and you actually want to develop your gift. You don't want to waste gift. it, yeah, for you sure. You want to develop your gift. So <clears throat> I received that. Yes, I've spent a lot of time alone in rooms practicing guitars. and He's also spent a lot music. of time alone in rooms. Yep. I bet. A little different activity. Oh, yeah. What do you think it was? Developing your gift. Yeah, it sure was, dude. Uh, it's my dance. It's the nickname for my penis. You know what's coming next? Oh, the gift? The God. gift, yeah, dude. It was uh, based on that. Katie Holmes did a movie Cooking about it. Cooking up the old continental breakfast. Yeah, here we go. No, dude, I'm putting that Slicing and jacing. Here we go. Get man. it nice and taut. Two eggs, one sausage. Mention that new, new uh, sponsor again. Mike, you've been on podcasts before. You know we got some sponsors to put this shit wagon on the air first and foremost firstform.com forward slash drinking bros damn it dude i gotta take my micro factor son of a bitch son of a bitch the box sits right next to me on my desk here i have not taken them yet today i'm gonna pull it out of the box boom i'll rub it over the microphone so you know that it's real you fucks uh that's why i do it dude uh this is why you should do it as well you got to take these vitamins, dude. We all don't work out or eat uh, or sleep the way we need to every single day, but putting some vitamins inside your body certainly helps. Uh, these microfactors do all the work for you. You don't have to buy a bunch of bottles from Amazon or whatever and then divide them up yourself. Nope. They just spit out a little plastic packet here out of a cardboard box, and, uh, and it's got all the good stuff in it. Everything you need throughout the day, the antioxidants, the CoQ10s, multivitamins, fruits and veggies, probiotics, and the EFAs in there. All the big boys. Uh, Also, while you're there over at firstform.com forward slash drink it bros, check out their energy drinks. Super underrated over there. Big fan. And uh, and I love their protein sticks as well. Uh, The breakfast sausages really get you going in the morning. Peruse. The entire website over there, lovefirstform.com forward slash drinking bros. Best in the biz. Right now, you're going to get free shipping on orders over $75 over there. Uh, but again, peruse the catalog. Uh, shipping, shipping some energy drinks is expensive, dude. That's a big boy savings over there. Go to firstform.com forward slash drinking bros today. Grab some energy drinks. Grab some micro factors, dog. And uh, and just know, any order over $75, you get free shipping over there. Next up, we got Montana Knife Company. That's what Dan's always got in his hands over there. Right now, you can grab yourself a Blackfoot 2.0 Speed Goat or Stonewall Skinner. 
Because they are a hunting knife company, but they also got some of the fun stuff there. I got my wife uh, those kitchen knives over there. Josh Smith. That's the dude. That's the dude in charge over there. He's one of the best bladesmiths in the world. And Montana Knife Company was founded by him. It says here that he's an experienced master. I don't, I don't, look, we're not using that term anymore. So I can't say that, Josh, in case you're listening. You're an experienced bladesmith, okay? We're not using the term master over here. Uh, but in all sincerity, Josh has been making knives for over 30 years. All of his knives are made in the USA, manufactured uh, locally in Montana. They're designed, tested, and built by hunters. Montana Knife Company is a hunting knife company first and foremost. But like I said, uh, check out the kitchen knives, brother. Those are the best we've ever had, no lie. Uh, They're the sharpest knives out of the box and the easiest knives to sharpen. Montana Knife Company is a young company, and they're working hard to keep up with the demand. So uh, if you head on over there, uh, to MontanaKnifeCompany.com, and you see some things are sold out, check back in. They're always putting new knives up on the site, and uh, and they'll be back, dude. So if your favorite knife that you want is sold out, just come back in a couple days, and, uh, and chances are it'll be back there. Uh, Montana Knives, look, these things always sell out within minutes of being released. Uh, so head on over there, check it out, and if they don't have what you want, pop back in, and Josh will get it up there for you. Uh, right now, you're going to use the code Drinking Bros for 10% off your first order over there. Big boy savings. Again, pro, promo code Drinking Bros for 10% off your first order at the Montana Knife Company.com. Montana Knife Company, working knives for working people. I love that slogan, dude. Big fan of that. Uh, also a big fan of our next product here, adamandeve.com. Promo code drinking bros. Going to get you 50% off over there and free shipping. Man, is there a better day to talk about sex toys than on this show? <laughs> Come on, dude. As always... Uh, we love adamandeve.com, and uh, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Why don't you pick out a powerful vibrator for your lady on that special day? Or your dude, or your fella. I'm not judging. I don't give a shit uh, where you're sticking a vibrator or who it's going inside of, all right? Just make sure they're of age and they're consenting, okay? The beauty of adamandeve.com is uh, they're endless endless fucking website if you can get to the end of a fucking adam and eve website (laughs) good luck try not jacking off getting through the entire catalog of adamandeve.com they've got everything you could ever imagine i would i would argue to say that it's it's the world's largest sex toy company i think that's that's correct they're not saying that in the copy or anything like that but uh that's my guess and, uh, and I know you guys are buying the shit out of it. Look, they're offering 50% off with the promo code Drinking Bros plus free shipping. But the problem is you only get one. You got one. That's it. So just pick one item, uh, put your lady in your lap, pop open the laptop, and, uh, and figure it out. Or your fella. I don't care. And, uh, and grab whatever you want. Again, Valentine's Day is right here, dude. Grab some, grab a sex doll if you're alone on Valentine's Day. Grab a sex doll over there at adamandeve.com. 50% off of the promo code Drinking Bros and free shipping over there. The sex toys 
are endless. Last but not least, we got Ketone IQ talking about HVMN.com slash drinking bros. Just had a shot before I went on air here today. As always, every day I have one of these goddamn things. Um, if you're wondering what these little boxes are, the, the orange ones up on the desk, it's the Ketone IQ. They come in uh, the shot version or the full bottle in which you're taking caps. Uh, both are great. It doesn't really matter. Uh, for me personally, uh, I love the shot version, boom, because it goes in my mouth and it's easy. Sometimes I'll overmeasure. Just me. It's because I'm a large man. And I think I'm more powerful than everybody else. And I'm like, yeah, maybe the dosage they're recommending is not correct. And I should have my own. Not true. Not true. Definitely need to follow the dosage on it. But uh, it's great. A lot of people ask, what is it? What is Ketone IQ? What is HVMN? Uh, well, look, Ketone IQ is uh, it's brain fuel, essentially, man. It's just a clean shot of energy uh, without sugar or caffeine. And it'll fucking get you going, dude. It helps keep you focused. Uh, I like to write to it. I like to do it uh, right before I do the shows and all that stuff. Uh, and I'm in it. I'm in the zone. The brand name is HVMN, which stands for Health Via Modern Nutrition. Uh, also, please note, they're not a keto product, okay? Uh, 60% of the Tour de France uses it, and, uh, and I know the military uses it a lot. I know the DOD gave them a shit ton of money uh, to develop, help develop this because, uh, because it works great, and you really are focused. You don't crash. There's no like weird headaches or hangovers uh, like some of that other shit. Um, so you can order it online at uh, hvmn.com slash drinking bros and subscribe, and you're going to get 30% off at checkout because uh, it's going to come you know once a month. Or... You can go to your local Sprouts uh, anywhere. Any Sprouts in the nation carries it. Uh, more and more stores are carrying this every single day. Big fan of these guys. They're on a bunch of podcasts. Go to hvmn.com slash drinking bros and subscribe upon checkout for 30% off. Oh, uh, I don't no, we know don't know that they're new. We don't know yet. That's not a paid we sponsor? No, no, so what happens is we vet these people, and if we don't like it, then we don't. Then yeah, we don't. So you just vet them on your guests. Yeah, yeah. Well, try this. Try this shit. I've try, never tried before. How, it's like how hard your dick. It's like it's like buying <laughs> it's like buying cocaine. You make somebody else take the first line, so you don't get uh, Dr. Exactly. fentanyl overdose. Yep. Right? You guys done cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> what are you a fucking cop? Today? Or something? <laughs> I mean, I mean, are we asking I've never today? done it. Oh, I've never on, done it, dude. I swear to God, for real. Never. Not uh, once. Did you ever take a pill in Ibiza? Yeah. Okay. For good. sure. Good. I've taken a lot of pills. I've done a lot of cocaine. I'll do some more. Probably before the week is up. What's cocaine like? Um, well, you go first. How do you feel? Is part of your regiment still? Um, yeah, sometimes. Uh. I think it's good. So I, I you think it's good. Yeah, I like. I'm a big Sherlock Holmes guy. You mentioned him earlier. He was really into cocaine. Okay. Right? Oh, before we came on air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so yeah. when you want to like get to the bottom of a mystery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the weirdest way I've ever that's, heard of that. That's when you bust out the old white powder. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's at home. He goes, you know, <laughs> hmm. there's shit on the floor, and I'm like, which one of you two dogs did it? I better do some fucking cocaine. I to do some it cocaine to figure out which dog it was. That's it's, getting punished. It's euphoric. I mean, I'm sure you took some of those old pressed pills back in the day. There's plenty of cocaine in those. To be What's honest. a pressed pill? Like a like ecstasy, but. It's got a fucking Mitsubishi or something on the front. Yeah, it's got a a pink Ferrari. Yeah, that dumb shit. I mean, there's a. I'm sure you've inadvertently done it before, but yeah, it's like. uh, Obviously, it's an uh, 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 a stimulant, and then but there's more of a 
euphoric feel than just taking like Adderall or, mm. or any kind of infection. What's, it's what's great, the come Mike? down like? Uh, well, Adderall? you want to do more. Yeah, you, it just makes you want to do more because it's releasing a lot of dopamine, right? <laughs> sure is. Well, so, like the next day, you feel like trash? Uh, um, not really, I don't. It depends on how much but you do. I, I only feel like trash if I don't get sleep, right? Which is, right. it become, can become a problem, but I, I can get to sleep. Because it's hard to get to sleep on cocaine, yeah. but uh, that first gator tail, once it goes down... And then boom, it hits What's the back. What's a gator too? That, that's it's cocaine, a big fat Mike. fucking line, bro. It's a fucking rail of cocaine. Once the that, amount of things you've referenced today that I've never heard of. You're welcome. It's crazy. I, and I'm a teacher too. Have, that's uh, my gift, Mike. I don't have um. So he's experiencing. He's experiencing that right now. And I feel like that did a lot to like just make me a better person. Sure. And in in three minutes <laughs> before on air, yep. yeah. the mm. amount of like trash. <laughs> You yeah, brought you his whole fucking funnel. world down, dude. Yeah, dude. He's like a kid that doesn't believe in Santa even... anymore because of you. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Hanging out with you is fucking nuts. Oh, it's going to get worse, dude. It's Pull like, up a gator tail for like, Mike. Let him see what that is. It's like railing social media. Yeah. That guy's face is still up there. I know. The, What's his but name? You're the, rape, you're the rape victim. He's the raper in this one. Well, yeah, like in the, as, in the I, movies I, and things I, like that. I, re- I reject that metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Respectfully. We don't know, Mike. We don't know. The show's not even close to being over. Um, so yeah, find a good fat gator tail. Because the one, like, once that panty grease hits the inside of your nostril, dude, and you really get going. There we go. That's a good one. So that's a fat fucking... See, it looks like a, an Ooh. alligator tail. Seems like it's too wide. Yeah, well, that's what an alligator They call it an alligator tail because it's wide at one part, and then when it gets closer to the edge, it gets skinny. thinner, right? Yeah. It gets that's, skinny towards the end there, and yeah. that's, that, that's that motherfucking chocaine, dude, that ain't panty no grease. Way. Ain't no way. That I ain't, panty I ain't, grease. I ain't never doing that, that shit. That Bolivian marching powder, dude, you would have made you would have made it up Everest a lot faster. Peruvian snowflakes. The Woo! Andes yes, are Peru. Yes, dude. Yeah. The, Andi- the Andes, that's the second have you hi- Have you hiked the Andes? Nah. Okay. I've been, I have, I've had a, the uh, Coca Tito, Coca Leaf Tea. Oh, you've had cocaine, and that's yeah. what it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and then like, you've had uh, cocaine. Yeah. When I went to um, Bolivia. Yeah, that's but, there, what I was but there's about. but there's no. Uh, but it's different. It's like having a chamomile. Yeah, it's there's like, a, there's it's a, like a, strong as like a there's cup of solvent. coffee. There's a solvent in cocaine to process it. It's usually ether, so it's, it's yummy. Yeah, the, you Fuck know the that. stuff that make that people put on your face to make you pass out. Yeah, ether. Right. I bet you guys have some. You guys look like you have some. We, I do have a smoke grenade right here. What's that? Hold this, it's a smoke grenade. It's a, it's a real. That's oh. a real military yeah. smoke grenade. Like, so if you pull that right me. now, yeah, it would pop off. Uh, but we've all done some weird shit. I'm gonna hide you this ever in done your poppers? Bag. You ever done poppers, Mike? Nah. What's really? a popper? It's just those fucking that amyl nitrate shit where they just you pop it underneath your nose and it just. And then what happens? Well, it's used for a lot of gay dudes for sex. <laughs> it is. And I hate to say that, but Bob, if you can bring it up, what a popper is typically used for, well, it, it loosens up your asshole. No, it gives but it's you also a feeling of euphoria. It's like, it's like smelling. It's like a chemical version of smelling salts, basically. Mm. It's a, it's a it's a vaporized or uh, yeah vaporized inhalant essentially. What's a smelling salt? Uh, like boxers, you crack the thing. On yeah, your I know nose what they are, but what no, are they made out of? I actually don't know what's in there. Yeah, I don't either. But that Isn't was a sponsor. You think it's natural stuff? Isn't it? And a smelling salt, I think so. Hold on. I would do a smelling salt if it was natural. We used to have some. Here. We used to have some. There used to be a sponsor, and you could do. Why uh, you have Pornhub pulled up, dude? Well, uh, he has to show what a popper is, but uh, that's you know. where he looked first. That's where Bob always looks, dude. God Bob lives damn. there. I gotta take a shower when I leave. Are here. you married? <laughs> no. Okay, so Bob is. So he comes here to essentially uh, go on Pornhub and then follow <laughs> Instagram models going. Oh, uh, it's ammonia. Yeah, yeah. Smelling salts are ammonia. Yeah. Ammonia. Yeah. That doesn't sound good. Ethanol. Yeah. That doesn't sound good at all. Yeah. What are you gonna eh. do? 
What are you going to do about it? There's nothing you can do. Nothing. But uh, poppers. Let's see. Uh, never done heroin. Um, that's a. Uh, I hate needles though. So I like. I, I can't stand needles. That's my. That's my thing though. Oh, you know. You know. How you can get the. So I can't uh, do needles. You ever get the um, IV? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you ever get NAD? Uh, I give myself NAD shots twice a so week. So I have a. I have a funny. I fucked up with the NAD Uh-oh. once. Did you pass out? I uh, start having the lady and was shit? came to give me NAD. And I like to get the injection of NAD, mm. like when they come, as yeah. opposed to the long drip. Yeah, I don't like the drip either. It takes fucking forever. Yeah, fuck that. And so <clears throat> I told the, but I, I was just like in a rush and I was on calls and I told the woman to, the nurse to put it, to push it into my bloodstream instead of. Instead injecting. of intramuscular? Yeah. Or uh, you could do subcutaneous too. Yeah. That, you don't want it directly in your bloodstream. Well, that's what I did. <laughs> and she was like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I do it like this every time. And I don't know how I fucked that up. I did that shit, bro. I, I went away. Oh, yeah. Really? I blacked the fuck yeah, you bought, out. Yo, it, it's like usually if you get a, a, a good-sized dose in a clinic, they make you stay there for 30 minutes to make sure you don't have a seizure or pass out or anything. That's if you do it the right way. Okay. He didn't do it the right way. I no. fucked up, dude. That was, that was scary. Intravenous. That was scary, Un- dude. Undiluted. Like, if you, when you do, you, you'll take the same amount and put it into a full pint of I IV woke bag. Up, I woke up, and I was still on a Zoom call, and the nurse was going, Mike, Mike. No <laughs> I was like, holy way. shit. You should have recorded her yelling Mike, and they remixed it into a fucking song, <laughs> yeah. bro. Mike, Mike. Ibra, Ibra, Ibra. Mike, Mike. That would, that would oh be your version God. of Mike. That would be your yeah. version of Mike Well Made It. It would be the intro to every fucking song yep. for the rest of your life, bro. That would have been badass. And I got to pay that lady. You sure do. You got to well, give her royalties. You know, get yeah. one-time fee. Exactly. You gotta, she doesn't know the biz. One-time fee. Get her to sign a waiver, <laughs> dude. Just sign a waiver. That's all you got to do. And you're good to go. <laughs> yep. um, I want to go through some of the other people you've uh, worked with or people who've worked on your tracks, especially the people uh, that we love, like Lil Wayne. How Wheezy. Wheezy. Wheezy F, baby. Uh, how, did, how did that come about? That was like on my first album, and Lil Wayne was the biggest rapper in the world. He was in jail, and um, he was coming out of jail, and... Uh, it was like, man, who, who, who's the biggest rapper we could get on this song? And so we we uh, got low. I wasn't with him though. We just had to pay him. Sure. And he fucking did the verse, sent it back. Came to the music video, did it. When when you met him at the music video though, yeah. how was that? Was he cool? He's a superstar, dude. Like like I remember he was doing a scene and I was st- sitting next to the director and we're watching the playback and he was just like, bro, he doesn't need to do that again. You know what I mean? Just, just one take one every take, time. One take. Bro. Yeah. He's uh, Lil Wayne. I know. I've seen him since. He's super nice. Another time we were working on Bieber stuff, we were at the same studio. He walked in the studio to just say hi. And my friend was like, man, you could put Lil Wayne anywhere on earth. And everyone would know that guy's like a star. It's crazy, right? Yeah, even if you didn't, had never heard of him. Hmm. I watched, one of my favorite docs, and I, I bring it up on the show all the time, was uh, he did a doc that was right around the lollipop era when he was like recording himself in the hotel yes oh yeah. dude, yes dude so yeah. i bring that up all the time and yeah, like that's um, incredible it was incredible to watch and then i think he had it nuked because it just disappeared after that i bought yeah, he it he didn't approve it he didn't approve it and yeah. i bought it and downloaded it so i still have a copy on on a on an old laptop it's of mine. so good it's one of my favorites of all time i don't understand why he didn't like it other than the fact that he was drinking syrup literally every second I think of, that the, was probably of the day i mean but this, who gives a shit that dude's been fucking literally a famous rat not not like us in our garage and yeah, El pull Paso up, back or something. that ass up. Yeah. yeah, like bling bling. 
when he was 13 years old. Pull up Back That, that Ass shit. Up. Yeah. Well, if you go to Back That Ass Up, Bob, on, on Spotify, fast forward, fast forward all the way to the, the end, video. it's the yep, last, you know. I think, 20 <clears throat> seconds. Well, pull up the YouTube. Like hot, drop, yeah. drop it like it hot. Oh, yeah, even though, if you go back even further, go to Juvenile's first big song, Ha, on the YouTube. Okay. And you'll see very young Lil Wayne. Just really? in the video. Well, I know he was signed at, I think, 13 years old. Yeah, right? he was with Hot Boys, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. Cash Money. Cash yeah. Money Million. Cash, Cash Money. money. But yeah. uh, I think, what, he appeared on a track at 13. Wasn't he signed at like eight or nine years you old or fast something crazy? To the end of this yeah, you got to go dude. all the way to the end. This song is fucking nuts, though. It is, dude. And the video is nuts. You can nuts. play it. We're on, we're on fucking, uh, don't show the video, but you can play the audio. <laughs> Bro, this, this video is like a documentary. Look at this, dude. Look at fucking Straight Bird up Man. New Orleans shit, bro. Look at Birdman, dude. There he is. Oh, there he is. There he is. Did oh, you see that that's shit? That's it. That's all you get. That's all you get of Lil Wayne. Boom. Look at that. Nice freeze frame. Look at that, dude. <laughs> Bob. Bob's coming back strong. All right, he's coming back. Yeah, he Bob's was... coming back strong. He doesn't want to lose that job. He's coming back. Oh, but the mic is fucked up again. Oh, oh Bob. Oh, damn it, dude. You win one, you lose one. Fix you know? this shit right Fix here. Fix that shit, dude. Let's You've been go. in the booth. There you go. Woo! He's been in it. He's Woo! been in the booth before, dude. I think he's got it. Look at that. Boom, dude. Look at that. I think it's just... That's all it is. That's how that's he fixes it shit. That's, all, that's, that's how a man that's fixes he... shit, Mike. <laughs> That's how a man fixes shit. Right. You do a fucking line of I feel fucking of panty yeah, grease, some kitchen snow. Look at that. Yeah. You'd be the second person that was yeah. uh, doing it up. So <laughs> a, the last person who was standing up doing a show like that yeah. was uh, Mickey Gall, the guy who uh, knocked out CM Punk. I don't know who UFC. any of those people are. UFC? You don't watch any UFC? <laughs> oh, I do watch UFC. Yeah. How do you get down? What How do you, you relax sports-wise? What do you, what's your go-to? That's my favorite right now. Is there it really? actually been more into boxing very recently. Well, you're a Michigan guy. You didn't like the national championship last night. I watched I mean, a little a Duke, bit of that. Duke, I watched but, a little bit of that, but that's the first football game I watched in years. It wasn't very good, so I apologize for that. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, Michigan's run game was really good. Aside from that, it's fine. Who cares? Penix played like shit. Mm-hmm. He played like he shit. He always does. Go man. blue. Really I, I said when Go you get blue. when you get pressure to him, he's done. He's thrown off his back foot the whole time. Yeah. I I wouldn't draft that motherfucker after that. But well, uh, I mean, with an offensive line all year, he looked pretty good without. The front four of Michigan coming down his throat, but he plays in the Pac-12, right? That's why Caleb Williams exactly. is going to be a complete failure in the NFL. <laughs> exactly, Mike. What makes you want to, to walk across the entire fucking United States? That's something I would never want to do in a million oh! goddamn years. Dude. No prayer. That was no good. Fucking prayer. You see, he's a professional. Yeah, you bring it back, right? Because he, he, bring knew, it back. he knew I didn't know anything about football. Yep. So he segued back into a sure Mike-centered did. topic. I'll yeah. see you check out. Well, I'll, this is I all, see people check out. This is all just like. A Trojan horse for him to start talking about his dick again. It is not, Clearly. dude. It's it like, remember gnarly. Forrest Gump? Yeah. When he walked across the country. <laughs> Do you see his dick? It would have been better, dude. <laughs> Did you see his dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, running. That's all I saw was his dick uh, in those things, dude. Oh, my gosh, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Why'd you, you walk across okay, the United States? I wasn't so. sure if I was still, still supposed to answer that question. But yes, uh, I decided to walk across America because. <laughs> Bro, how do I deliver this serious answer? It's it's not with it's the a weird context. Thing that you did. Of, look, you're basically like putting out a platter, a continental breakfast. Continental <laughs> that's based on your dick and going, "Hey, tell us about this thing that matters to you a lot right now." 
put that put that on top of that platter. Well, you never know if it actually matters or why people did the thing they did. Yeah, fuck yeah, it mattered to me. Changed my life. There's things that I've done in my life <clears throat> just to say that I did it, but yeah, I didn't really cl- care about it. Clearly, yeah. You know was it did Jenny break up with you? What happened? <laughs> yeah, what happened? Yeah, or did she give you AIDS? Was that before or after the AIDS? Was it AIDS? Did you get AIDS from an ex girlfriend and then you ran across America? What made you do it? Greenbow, Alabama, Alabama, dude. <laughs> Remember Forrest Gump? Is what Were you a shrimp and boat captain after that? Nothing but the tide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no man i i uh i was feeling like i think a feeling that a lot of people uh feel in their young adult lives which which was i had achieved all this success and i was looking in the mirror like this this can't be it like it's gotta be more than this and what do you mean by more just more like of my what, life. There what, was what 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 was the satisfaction you felt from the success, and what what do you think was missing? Well, I know exactly what was missing now, but there was nothing in my life I was looking forward to, mm. and that that becomes a dangerous place to live life from. Sure, yeah. And I think a lot of people know are in that space right now, you know, a lot. And what I discovered was if I put something in my actual life that I was excited and and inspired by something that if I pulled it off, fuck, would that be cool? All of a sudden the feelings of depression or like feeling lost, like they all disappeared. Suddenly I had a reason to get out of bed in the morning, something that was exciting to me. And so for me, that was the walk because the superhero version of Mike did walked across a continent. Mm-hmm. He climbed the tallest mountain in the world. And I thought, man, if I could become the superhero version of me, that would be fucking cool. Not to anyone else, to me. Yeah. And I got so sick and tired of like <clears throat> listening to podcasts and watching documentaries and being inspired. I didn't want to be inspired anymore. I wanted to be inspiring yeah. to myself. And actually do it actually do i didn't want to watch a doc about someone else doing it and the delta between reading the notes of someone who's done something great Mm -hmm. and doing something great it couldn't be wider It, it it changed my life in such a deep and profound way to the point where when i finished six months and three days after I started and I dove in the Pacific Ocean, I really didn't recognize myself in a good way. You know, the the me that started that journey was like <laughs> such a bitch in comparison. And um, yeah, it was an experience I, I, I wouldn't trade for the world. Where did it start <clears throat> and where did you end? I started at Asbury Park, New Jersey. It was really important to me to start in the actual water. So I started in, in the Atlantic Ocean. Springsteen. Yeah. yeah, and I was just looking on the eastern seaboard, and I needed a place in that area, and that's 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 as good as any. And they have a, a beach you could get in the water. So I started at Asbury Park, and I walked to Venice Beach, and dove in the water there. Sweet. What yeah. was the what was the worst state you walked through? Arkansas. I didn't walk through Arkansas, but none of them. Missouri. Know, surprisingly, Missouri was the hardest uh, because there was flooding there, mm. and so I found myself days. Uh, walking backwards, uh, walking in the wrong direction to get around floods. That was really challenging mentally. And it was a heat wave as well. Um, But what I found was on foot, every state is beautiful. 
Yeah, you mentioned in an article about it that we all live in cities and we think that's what America is, but you said only 1% of your time was spent walking through cities. Yeah. Most of it was through like rural areas. Well, absolutely. Sure. You know, to be honest, um, it was someone on my team that, that said, uh, like, I shouldn't come on this podcast. Mm. They were probably right. They were, they were, in hindsight, they were definitely right. They were definitely right. Um, but it changed my, yeah, absolutely changed my perception of America. Mm. Because, yeah, for me, I grew up either in a city, or I lived either in a city or a suburb of a city my entire life. And cities, while they have a lot, a very dense population, obviously, are actually quite small. Mm. So like I walk oh, geographically ac- speaking, yeah, yeah I walk, like mileage speaking, I walk across the city in fucking one day, and the walk was over 180 days, and I walked across I think three cities, and it was like three days, and the other 180 days was not in cities, and <clears throat> I found life was very different, and 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 people existed on a different timeline usually. Like I'm 30, about to turn 36. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have family yet. I hope to. I will. If I met someone on the walk, not, like, and they were 23, I already knew they had a kid. I already knew they were married. Mm. They didn't even have to tell me. I already knew they maybe, maybe were about to have a second kid or had two kids. Yeah. So they just they, they lived <clears throat> on a different time. Well, you were talking earlier about, we were, we were kind of joking around about Amish people, but about how yeah. maybe, yeah, they, may, the show started, maybe yeah. they've got it figured out, right? Like In some way, make, yeah. making your life so complex isn't necessarily the best idea. Yeah, because I would imagine. If, let's see, uh, from Asbury Park, you probably had to go down through Pennsylvania. I went to Pennsylvania, yeah. And then there's a ton of Amish there. Yeah. I've driven cross country a few times. Uh, Man, don't I, try to compare your fucking cross country drive to my shit. No, it's, it's identical. I, people, <laughs> I, people actually say that I'm more brave for driving yeah. because I was the smart one. Um, <laughs> but like, what you've done has already been done in a movie with Tom Hanks, uh-huh. who was a retard. Um, you know, like that. <laughs> well, so that means any old retard could do that. But he, driving he, though he, is he, uh, so much Os- more difficult. Oscar winner, billionaire. Yeah. Right. So that how retarded is that? Tom Hanks. Yeah. Oh well, look when he's in the moment though he's he's full retard. Like yeah. he's, he's referring he's not to Tom the, character. the character. Uh, well, both. Not the actor. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, Forrest Gump was a billionaire. Oh, that's right. He later oh, he became one. You're right. Oh, You're right. got it. Shit, he's dude. also referring to the character. He's a shrimp and both. God damn. You guys are all figuring it out here. Good job. Uh, no, but I passed by. Um, <laughs> I passed by one of those fucking carts um, with the wheels. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I was like, I mean, it shocked my mind because I hadn't seen it. And obviously, I'm driving mm. like a like a smart person, and I'm zoom right past these fucking people. And I'm, I wondered if they looked at the cars and they were like, oh, well, shit, fuck those people or vice versa. Um, did you ever come across some Amish people doing some weird shit? Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm going to answer that. But just to finish the thought, like, it's not that when when that person on my team said, "Oh, maybe, maybe this isn't the right look for you," this is like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought about the walk, and I'm like, <clears throat> man, I shouldn't just go on the podcast wherever it's very similar to me. Mm, you know yeah, what that's I mean? Boring as shit. Boring. Yeah, it's boring. I'm like, I can have a conversation with anyone. And that's one of the things I learned on the journey. You know, it's like the amount of love I got in places where I was so different. And most notably, it was the Navajo Nation. That was a place where people warned me. They said, be careful when you go there. Like, it's dangerous there. All this stuff, like people, weird stuff happens there. They have their own own police department, all this shit. And Navajo Nation's big. 
and it's bigger than a lot of states, and it, they consider it a different country. You know, America considers that part of America, but mm. the people there, <clears throat> the Diné people, they consider that a sovereign territory. Yeah. Well, a lot of Texans feel that way about Texas, too, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, and, that's different. <laughs> and so I walked in there uh, with a lot of respect, mm. you know, and with a lot of humility and a little bit of fear that people put in my head. And, guys, I can't tell you the amount of love those people gave me. People pulling over to the side of the road and saying, can we pray for you in our language? It was, it was nonstop. It, was t- it took me 10 days to walk across, and I didn't go probably 20 minutes without some, someone pulling over their car and praying for me. It makes me emotional. Mm. <clears throat> and it's just a beautiful experience to meet people. People have so much love to give. And I wish anyone... Well, we're wired for that, right? I wish anyone that's the least bit misanthropic mm. or cynical about America or humanity in general could do that journey. Yeah. Because, yeah, there were a bunch... There were a few times where people called the cops on me, like, who the fuck is this guy walking through our little town? Like Rambo, kind of freaked out, dude. You know? Yeah. Like Rambo. John Rambo. A, par- a, a, a few times. Yeah, a few times. Three. But mostly... It was people that didn't know who the fuck I was. And I looked crazy at the time. Your producer, could, Bob, could pull up a picture of me during the walk. Like, I looked fucking homeless. You looked like yeah, Forrest like Gump at the Gump, end. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, the like, ends. at the end, though. Yeah. yeah. And people pulling their car to the side of the road and going, hey, man, I saw you out here. I bought you this. And just giving me a bag of food and Gatorade. And Dude, I remember walking after the Navajo Nation in the, the Wallapai Reservation. And... I'm wow. walking, I'm walking on the, I always walked into traffic. So I'm on the left side of the highway. Cars are fucking, 18 wheelers are coming at me. And a car, a truck, a red F-350 pulls from behind me on the other side of the road and pulls over. And immediately my city boy ass mm. feels scared. You start hearing banjos playing and shit? Like, Bro, hey, I just, I, like, and dude, the amount of conf- <clears throat> it's fucking Confederate flags everywhere, you know. Jason uh, Aldean playing. <laughs> Trying to in a small town. Yeah. yeah. This is what's going in my head. Like, someone's going to come out of this truck and fucking yell at me. Yeah. And, and I was scared. This 21-year-old kid gets out of the truck, closes the door, dangerously crosses the highway to come to my side of the highway. And he, he, was, uh, he was in the Wallapai tribe. I was on their their land their reservation and he basically made small talk with mm. me and the, com- the the conversation was ending and i sensed there was something more mm-hmm. like there was another reason he was there and i didn't get to it and so i asked this question i i asked to everybody that i met on the journey which was if i pray for you what should i pray for and this kid, he's 21 years old. His name is Rowan. And remind, remember, I'm, I'm walking on his, his people's land. And he looks at me. He says, Mike, uh, five years ago, my father died from alcoholism. Mm. And three years ago, my only brother, my big brother, my only sibling, 
he died from alcoholism. And just three months ago, my mom died from alcoholism. He said, if you pray for me, pray for my sobriety, because I'm the only one left. He ran across the road, reached in that F-350, ran back to me and put a little leather satchel in my hand. <coughs> and he looked me in the eye. He said, this is sweet grass and sage. This will keep you safe on our land. He drove away with a fist out the window as if to say, just keep fucking going. When that car disappeared into the horizon, I started to cry because one, I had judged him, had this whole thing of this, this, some, this person is going to be mad at me. And two, because of my brain warping from being somewhat famous, I thought I was there to give him something. I thought he was there to like take a picture with me and, and just my presence was supposed to light him up. When the truth was, he'd pulled over his car to give me something. And so it just, it just, it just changed how I saw humans, man. Yeah. The amount of love I was given. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, a lesson that's hard for people to learn until they experience it and particularly experience different cultures is that it is very hard to hate up close. You know what I mean? Like when you get into somebody else's personal space, I guess if you want to call it that, it becomes notoriously difficult to continue hating them. Yeah. We see it like that. I was in the military. We came, we come from every possible culture, right? And don't, we're not always fond of each other, right? But we've got to do, we have to survive. So yeah. just, just having to survive is a helpful tool to get past a lot of your prejudices and biases Absolutely. and shit like that. Fuck yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, bet, I bet when you were walking across the Navajo Nation on that stuff, you were like, man, these motherfuckers are going to give me a bunch of arrowheads. Um, maybe some nickels. No, some I was thinking like, I'm white. I'm thinking stabbed. they're, yeah, they're, I'm like, why the fuck? That, tri- that historically hasn't worked out for them. White guys coming into their zone. Like, why would they be nice to me? But that was the thing is like one day after another, people that had no reason to be nice to me were downright giving to me. Mm. I mean, I met people in Ohio. I remember this old guy in Ohio. We were in a park. I was taking a break and he asked me what we were doing. And I told him and... He, he kind of disappeared and came back and said, hey, I spoke to my wife. I'd like to have you over for dinner. You could stay the night at my house. I always thought I was a nice guy, but I never met like a dude with a beard in the park and just said he could sleep in my house. I never did that. I've done it all the time. Yeah, we know. It's a kink. We know. Well, it's the continental <laughs> breakfast. You gotta, yeah. He wants to serve it yeah. in the morning, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you sleep over at my house tonight? So it you was, look dirty. I mean, if a guy with a mustache invite you to sleep over this yeah. house you should always say no every state i would uh i would cross the state line and when <clears> i got into the state i would challenge like famous people mm-hmm. i knew from there to come walk a day with me mm-hmm. and usually they never came like when i was in new Who jersey did? somebody i did. was like 
Bruce Springsteen, where you at, dog? Yeah. We out here. And, you know, they would never come. He hey, was hey, Mike, he, Mike, I'm busy right now, and I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't come no, over. He was drunk driving his Jeep through fucking so sure was. the hills. I got to uh, Missouri, and I, call, I said, I'm calling out one person, Tech Nine. Mm. Is it Tech Nine? Yeah. 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 yeah, he's in Kansas City, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> uh, he, they, like, hit me. They, they hit me up. And they come out to to walk with me one day. Tech Nine comes to fucking walk with me. And I'm like in the fucking middle of nowhere, Missouri. And there are Confederate flags fucking everywhere. Everywhere. And I'm walking with this black guy. And I'm like a little bit scared. <laughs> I'm like, are people going to be like fucked up to him? And we're walking. Not everybody in Missouri loves Tech Nine. Yeah. Bro, like, we're walking. Crazy, and this dude, there's a Confederate flag on the thing. And this dude busts out of a house. And starts walking at us fast. Got fucking tats all over him. I'm like, oh shit, man. I'm gonna have to defuse the situation. Looks like Ed I'm Norm. gonna have to save Tech Nine. <laughs> this dude walks up to him, he's like, fucking Tech Nine, yeah, boy. He, he fucking puts his, he shoves his phone in my hand. He's like, yo, bro, take a picture of us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, white boy, take a picture yeah, of us. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So it's like, I just missed, you start to see your own judgments about people um, and how silly they are. Mm. You know, that happened a lot of times. Well, and, and look at how fucked up everything is, because even just going through uh, like what they say about you online, you're still tied to this stupid COVID thing from Mount Everest, which is fucking ridiculous. Um, and your walk up the mountain, it says you gave a quarter million dollars to the Detroit uh, Justice Center. Uh, that yeah, that was for money. Everest. That was That's what Everest. I'm saying. So yeah. like, there's so much good shit that you're doing. To even bring up the COVID <laughs> shit or anything else, like once you get out and, like you were saying, walk across America mm. and you meet real fucking people <laughs> who don't care about any of this fucking shit at all, yeah. and they're just either excited to meet you, see you, or want to know your life story and everything else, it really does change your outlook on everything else. Well, what it changes is like you start to become aware that there are certain groups of people that are trying to keep people divided, right? For for yeah, whatever you can, you can speculate small. on the reason you can speculate on the reason that they're doing that, mm -hmm. but uh, you know trying to keep people divided is a classic trait of the aristocracy. They, they don't want the plebs getting along because yeah. then they'll get pissed off that they're stealing all. It's of a shit. very small amount of people, mm. and and, and most people are good. There's most eight, people there's eight are billion so people. Yeah. There's eight billion people on this earth. If most people were good, we would have realized it by now. It would just be constant chaos everywhere. And, we, and as much fucked up shit is going on in the world right now, it moves day to day more yeah. or less fucking pretty peacefully. I the, just saw the skepticism on both sides. I remember <clears throat> being right. I was I was approaching Columbus, mm -hmm. and I was in the country, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, and I remember I was like, these. <laughs> it was a hot day. I ended up like inside. It's like really. I forgot about this, like, really rustic, like, dude's cabin. He was like, give me some water. Like, and I remember he, he's like, where are you walking? I told him, I'm on my way to Columbia. He's like, be careful. <laughs> you know, fucking be careful. Because the people, like, he's a, like, to him, Columbus was fucking dangerous. Mm. It was a city <clears throat> with fucking yeah. thieves and criminals. And then when I got into Columbus, they were, like, warning me about they were like the did hillbillies. You, yeah, yeah. Did you walk? Did you walk through that town? I was like, yeah. They're like, fuck. I can't believe you made it here. And it was just all bullshit. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's all stupid. Well, yeah. that's, that's that. Here's the problem. We start off in, you know, to, to protect ourselves against existential threats. We build communities and we build a wall around that community. Right. And everybody inside, it's called a psychological 
principle called kin selection, kin like next of kin. Mm. It's it's how you, throughout your life and how your community decides who your family is, essentially, mm. right? Um, <clears throat> so we start off really close to each other and we're whispering and then we get a little bit farther away for because of whatever reason, circumstance, or maybe we just start to evolve differently and, and have different opinions on things. And then we get farther and farther away until the only way we can reach each other was with, with bullets and bombs, right? Instead of just like, talking to each other yeah it's it, it's the dumbest part of humanity i think i agree dude i remember which is funny coming from me who has spent a lot of time doing violence you know what i mean yeah. as a profession but still it's fucking stupid yeah i remember i was in pakistan training for everest and we were in the karakoram range mm. deep in the fucking mountains in winter and the only the only there's no like there's no nothing there except the few army bases and i'm like a little bit separated from my group i'm hiking and it's winter, and here comes three Pakistani soldiers. And they're, they're like, they're kids, 18, 19. They got fucking machine guns poking out the back of, like, just backpacks. Like, not dope no, backpacks, no. like Jan no. Sports. Yeah. Like, and they come up to me, and they go, where are, you, where are you from? And again, I'm fucking terrified. I'm like, do I say America? <laughs> like, Well, we do fund their entire military, so. So this is Maybe what I like. It. Yeah, but this is like I thought. I thought Pakistanis don't like Americans, especially the army, right? I think a lot of Americans would think that. Mm. And I, I was just like, well, fuck it. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm from U- United States. These kids like United States, man. They yeah. start hugging mm. me, and they're like, please remember my name, so and so and so. Please pray for me. Please pray. Mm. It was just this beautiful experience, and it's like. So much of yeah, what what is out there about who 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 doesn't like you is bullshit. Yeah, it's people who crave wealth and power who set the plebs to fighting each other. Mm. It's been like that since civilization began. And we we've done so many live shows across the country and small towns and all this other crazy shit. And we've shown up people's houses, tailgates, you name it, right? And everybody's been unbelievably pleasant to us and all that stuff. We've never had one issue in eight years of of doing this. Uh, you realize the racism thing really isn't that fucking real. Um, I've, have you ever ran across a, like a real racist person in your life in a, in a long time? Uh, I mean, how would you define racist? <clears throat> I mean, just dropping the N-word dropping like in front N-bomb. of your face. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard someone. I've heard like, I remember like my great uncle on one of, like on my mom's side, well, like, how old was questionable he? shit. Old as fuck. Yeah, but there's and an age. Like, there's dude, Mike. There's a there's fuck. an age though that anything past sixty eight, you get you're, great you're allowed grand, to say you get it. great grandfather then. Yeah, he, your grandfather. He's, he's dead now. He was kind of like a, this dude was like not the best dude anyways. Like <laughs> in return in regards to a lot of things. But yeah, man, I seen some of that. I don't think I never heard him like drop the n bomb, but he definitely said some shit where I was like. Man, I can't really fuck with you on that point, bro, at all. Yeah. Sorry. I, but so, like, my point is, I haven't really met anybody that's super racist uh, out in any of these journeys. Political beliefs, you can have disagreements and stuff, but never anybody that was confrontational about it. Mm. Um, all the things that the media puts in front of your face every day, like, I don't really see that um, uh, in real life. And I'm sure this walk... As you were going through all this shit, like you're saying, you, you probably had a different perspective where you're like, well, fuck, man. Everybody's probably not that, that different. Um, somebody told me a long time ago that we're probably just two issues off 
in life, <clears throat> like two major issues it's, off. I don't, even, and that's I don't about even think it. people are issues off. I think the issue is articulated incorrectly. So you think you're on two different sides yeah. of an issue. So the poor inner city black person and the rural fucking white person in a coal mining town that's been at all their livelihood. You ever notice they away. talk the same? They say the same shit. Yeah. They hate the they fucking government. They have the same slang. Yeah. They hate the government, right? Mostly hate the government. They, yeah. they just Most people just want to be left the fuck alone, right? That, that's what most people want. And that's the thing that, you know, I, I think uh, you have to really distill down these political talking points to the lowest common denominator to some degree. Mm. It's like, what, what exactly, you, you're saying this thing, what exactly are you saying? So let's take one that's controversial, defund the police, right? They don't like uh, what they perceive to be authoritarian control over their day-to-day life. Well, that sounds really fucking libertarian to me. It sounds like exactly what my Republican and Libertarian friends say. Right. It's the exact same thing. It's just got a, a couple of different circumstantial details attached to it, and you think you're saying two different things. But at yeah, the based root, on their, their day-to-day right. reality. But at the root, you're saying the exact fucking thing. Yeah. Which yeah. is, that's what makes it so frustrating, to be honest. When yeah. I hear these people arguing, I'm like, you guys both hate the same, you hate the healthcare system because it's taking advantage of you. Maybe Maybe get together, instead of bitching at each other and blaming each other, maybe get together and tear this dude down out of his ivory tower and fix the fucking problem, but... Yep. Mike, I would have I walked with you. Nah, you wouldn't have. You, you would have talked about it. Nah, I would have done it. You I would have done it. He, he would have done... Did you see that girl on the beach picking up trash the other day and then she left the bag of trash on the... Yeah. <laughs> I would have done that with Mike. You. I would have done that with Mike for sure. She left the bag of yeah. trash? Yeah, where? Yeah, yeah. I would have done it with Mike. I, where was that? Bob, did you see that? No. It I don't remember where it was. It was great. It was the same as that woman during the during the the COVID bullshit where she like had her boyfriend filming her pretend to fix glass on yep. the fucking thing. And then she just like dropped the shit on the ground and got in a Ferrari. And, like, that was awesome. <laughs> or the girl taking selfies at Auschwitz where you're oh, just yeah. on the, on, it was just like, that's uh, so fucked up. Yeah, dude. Deuces. Yeah. Uh, so I would have walked Louis with you a little bit. Louis had a bit about that. It had me dying. He was like talking about how Auschwitz has a Twitter account. Have oh, you yeah. seen this? Sure. Wait, doesn't yeah. really? Oh, fuck He's yeah. like, can they you imagine do. the person that has to manage that? Well, dead musicians. It's like, it's like an official uh, official account, you know, that's, I don't know. For Auschwitz, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah but he's yeah. like, can you imagine if that's your right fucking there. job? Boom. Yeah, and that's what it is. Hey, remember so-and-so? Cool. They died 70 years ago. The Auschwitz Memorial, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it is. It's, it's got 1.6 million followers. A lot of fuck. followers. Um, Have you ever been there? No. You've been there? Hopefully it gets to 8 million. I haven't. Um, me so, personally. Some of my relatives were there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they're you mean they they were in the camp or well, they were running well, the camp no, okay. they were the, they were the fucking <laughs> okay <laughs> they were on the other side my family you know what I'm saying yeah. you look like you got some German blood <laughs> nah, I'm, all, I'm all Irish and Scandinavian there's no German in me yet well, there's a lot of Jewish in me is uh, it really yeah, yeah, I definitely have some ancestors I've got a lot of side of that we, we, I don't think any of our, my ancestors were in the Holocaust though I think uh, they left before mm. I think they were I think they left in the 1890s from France. They bounced out of there. Yeah. They knew it was coming. They were just like, yo, we gotta get the fuck out of here, bro. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, the Jewish community back then in Europe was really Marxist. Like so they I think they were they got out of there because of that, to be honest. Because it was fucking dumb. You know? Where in yeah. Scandinavia? No, in France. In France. Yeah. Yeah, they there was li- there was a big like fucking uh labor movement in France in the late nineteenth century. I don't know. Like Peaky Blinders, that. right? Really? Yeah, well, well, so the, the second hour of this, we're going to talk all about the labor movement. We're only I'm halfway. Kidding. I'm totally kidding. This is Jesus. It. This is the end of it, Mike. Golly. This is the point in the show where you get to the drinking we bro of the week. We just end that fucking 
end of French history? Well, what? Really the, Holocaust. the Holocaust. You really crested there. Wait, well, who boys. brought up the Holocaust? Oh, that was you. That, that was me that brought up the Holocaust. I, well, it was usually an accident. It's me. Usually yeah, it's usually me. it's him. Uh, but usually now, it's me? Well, <laughs> no, me, no me, it's yeah. him. Yeah. And then I try to back it up and I'll, I'll put on little shoes and we dance. But um, we, we do this thing called the Drink Pro of the Week, which is someone who has inspired you or helped you become the person you are today. Mm. Uh, who would you like to give my the Drink Bro of the Week? There you go. Yeah, my mom for sure. Is she still alive? Yeah. Okay, thank good. God. Good. Thank God. And uh, yeah, my mom is, she's incredible. I definitely obviously wouldn't be here without her, Uh, but literally, yeah, literally, but in a, in a developmental way, man, like my mother inspires me so much. She was um, just like a hard Detroit woman, man, that like worked her way through college, worked her way through pharmacy school, sometimes would go without meals and this created a life like that I wouldn't have this beautiful life that I have without her creating that foundation, man. Shout out to my mom. Yeah. If you, I, OG I, Henry on. I, yeah, I look dude. at some of those people like they're, if you saw a picture of them, they're up basically to the bottom of their nose and water holding their kids up over their heads so they can fucking go out into the real world, right? Some people gave up. It used to be like that. If you ask a, a person in the fucking... 19th century what they're what they wanted to do in life they're mm. like well i'm gonna get a job and have a career and raise my family period the yeah. end right not like i'm gonna be successful that's something we're obsessed with now is like not and what does that mean to be successful it obviously changes over time but a lot of it isn't just uh a lot of it is perception like other people need to find me successful for me to feel successful right that's fucking poison in your brain mm. you can't fucking live like that uh shia labeouf was on john bernthal's show recently talking about that shit uh, hot ones, yeah. yeah he was like <clears throat> i spent the first whatever 28 years of my life my life was all about trying to find happiness i wanted i wanted to be as happy as possible mm. and i was miserable all the time and then i started <laughs> then i changed my perception and i said now i'm going to be useful to the people around me and that's when he got a wife and started having kids and shit and now he's happy so maybe do that. Yeah. Uh, my, it's tough for me because I just want to fuck that dead body, and I don't know if I'm going to get that chance. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you got to go to a non-extradition country for that. That all works <laughs> out for you, buddy. I just Give me yeah. the Sherpa's name, and I'll maybe give that a gozies, and then just kind of stop halfway up the mountain, kind of get off, and then go I back down. And you nowhere near those. Places, <laughs> I'll find them. Right? I'll find that Sherpa. Don't, uh, don't, fr- find that don't, Sherpa. don't freeze in a weird position, though. Me? Do a Heisman pose. If you're going to freeze to death, like right before, have just do something cool. I want to... Because you'll never make it. You're going to die. I want to... What? Like, what? Like, Joel. Joel's like, laughing back Like there. Gene Simmons? Yeah. I, wanna, I want the tongue out. And I yeah. kinda, uh, uh, like something cool, yeah. you know, but Damn. where I'm frozen. But His also... tongue look nasty. You mm, see that? It's gross. Why? Why is my tongue gross? A lot of shit on it. Oh, because I was fucking drinking this shit. Is that what it came, is? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Semen. We got to uh, Before fix- we came on. I'll fix it up, Mike. Golly. All right, Christ, man. Golly, Damn I'm it. worried about you now. Are you really? Yeah. What do you think? It's what do you think is going to get me in the end? <laughs> <laughs> you can say AIDS. Oh man, <laughs> I don't know, man. The common cold. I, I, it's probably autoerotic asphyxi- asphyxiation. Probably the oh, ge- or or you man, have a stroke so. because of the gimp suit, maybe. Yeah. That's shit. Do you, know not- do you know what strangulation is? Nah. Come on, dude. Now are we about to crest? Yeah. You want to crest at the end? Can of we this not too? make that a thing? I don't want to hear. It. I shouldn't have said <laughs> you, that. You God started damn it. it, dude. 
I shouldn't You're have said talking that. Talking about mountains, Print the shirt, cresting, man. bro. <laughs> so the, the lead singer of NXS died from strangulation, um, and that's where you. Uh, so you get on you top of a chair. You strangle yourself. You strangle yourself while you jack off. off. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I've yeah, heard yeah. of that. It's very common. Yeah, but that's you need it. How common is it? Well, David David Carradine. Carradine dressed yeah. himself up like a geisha, geisha. like a Japanese geisha, and hung yeah. himself in a closet on accident. Yeah. You gotta have a spotter. That new one, you just you just mainline that NAD while you do it. Dude. Oh yeah, my god, dude. dude! And then just, that, I'm just surprised you didn't fucking die from that shit. Really? I know. Yeah, I mean, you think it, I could have died? Yes, you could have died. Well, how old? I ain't how, asking you. How, how, old, <laughs> how old were you at the time? <laughs> it was like four months ago. Oh my god! Yeah, dude. yeah. In your 20s, probably not. But in, once you get into your 30s, I guess it depends on how healthy you are and how good your blood flow and stuff is. But it's it's dangerous to do that. Rock really dangerous. It really is. You think like, I could? You think I? You think I got some health benefit from it though? Um, All that NAD when you know, I came back maybe. online. No, yeah, dude. maybe, maybe. I mean, I well, I mean, don't lie to him. Hey, I feel pretty good right now. Yeah, you, <laughs> you might have. It might have been like uh, Spider Man getting bit by the spider. Uh-huh, have you tried yeah. to lift a car or anything lately? No, nah, I feel like I could though. Last four yeah, months, sure could. What, what kind of physical stuff have you done? Try to uh, rip him in half right now. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Just hold on to tear head. a leg off. Tear, tear my fucking leg off, dude. Try to tear my leg off. Yeah. I'll let you. Just rip that thing right off. It's totally fine. Can I use my teeth? Do whatever you want. <laughs> do whatever you want, dude. It's like three months later. He's still chewing. We don't kink shame here. Yeah. And it's like, why is Mike still here? Well, he's, he's working through my fucking calf right your, now. Your fucking publicists are keep calling us like, hey, have you seen Mike? Like, have you nah, seen Mike? He's, no. he's fucking eating. He's legs, underneath you know? the desk, man. He's halfway through my calf. You. I'll let you know when he's done. All right. Oh. You're welcome, yeah. Mike. It's exhausting. It sounds it? exhausting. These bits are exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. You ever feel like that? Like you're in the middle of this. You're like, we're going to keep doing this bit another 30 seconds. Really, like, it shouldn't even be we that long. We do that long. every single day. God. <laughs> and people ask all the time. You guys have like, an audience for real? <laughs> well, barely. Barely. And they're you all, have, do you have other jobs? They've all, Shit, they've, got, they've all got traumatic brain injuries. You have other jobs? Do. Uh, no. I breathe hard and I fuck tough. This is a successful ass podcast. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Look at this it's building. It's crazy. Look I mean, this wow, building yeah, you got employees and shit. Yeah. No, it's, it's baffling. It's it real is, life, isn't it? Is. I mean, what you've done <laughs> with the amount of talent you have. I mean, there's some people that go through life and they never maximize the gifts they were given mm-hmm. you guys have like far exceeded oh yeah you know because you weren't given very much and no. now look look what look you've done well you know what i've been look for what the, you've done <laughs> like 10 10 years ago i was hang, i was a janitor at harvard and i was it solving was. complex math is equations. that real yeah, yeah. Oh. i was solving complex mm-hmm. math equations until they caught me and then uh matt damon I, we could blow mike's mind right now do it all right what if i told you he's got four masters no, no, no. I, I have four that. degrees. I have one master's. Oh, four degree, degree one master's? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what if I told you I was in Padding your- his stats, too. Well. Yeah, that's what he does. That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, like should be a PR guy. He's in integrity, though. Yeah. Right, well. Yeah. Uh, what if I said uh, New York Times bestselling author? I believe that. Really? Yeah. Okay. You have some kind of, like, smutty title that you wrote. Oh, fuck yeah. No, what was, your book? Shit, what was your book about? Uh, I got a bunch. Um, but uh, were, I did were you a, I did write the first ever romance novels for dudes. So, like, uh, that's totally true. And, you nailed the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Was that your only New York Times bestseller? Or no. did you chart a bunch of times? So, well, the weird thing is uh, they do audiobooks now. So, you like, know what? After that hearing, one didn't hit until an audiobook. You, after hearing you pad all our stats, I really don't trust you talk, talking about your own career. You shouldn't. You shouldn't all. do it at all. You shouldn't do it at all. Check the shit out of but this. But I do breathe hard and fuck tough. We dude. we also had the highest grossing. <laughs> well, you got a deeper breath than that. 
There you go. Yeah. yeah. You wanna, then you crest. Oh. Then you crest. Then you crest. Then you live in it for a minute. <laughs> you don't. You don't immediately get up and Basking get the towel. It, dude. You know what I mean? Asking it. Ask. Marinate. I'm going to be honest, man. Ask. We've done close to 2,000 shows on this goddamn thing, and this is one of my favorites. Yeah, this has been one of the best shows. We've I didn't know what really? the fuck we were getting out of you either, Mike. I was What'd like, you, yeah, what were you thinking? Hippie, and it was just going to be some peaceful fucking gonna, Aubrey Marcus shit. Were you going to roast me? No, 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 no. We don't, we don't do that. We're not a gotcha show, but like, no. I thought it was going to be like an Aubrey Marcus, like the the world is one, and we're all going to touch the world dicks is and one, man. It out the world is else. one. No, it, it, it might be. Yeah, but dick jokes are still funny. Yeah. yeah, no matter where you, you can are. do both. I love to laugh, dude. Yeah, I mean, you guys you made both. me laugh today. Thank you for that. Yeah, man. Well, Thanks hey, man, coming. we we really enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't, I don't. We usually say at the end of the show where to find you on social media and all that stuff, but I don't know that you care. Do you? Do you still do that, or do you care? I have people on my team. Dude. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but people can just look up Mike Posner. Okay. Yeah, they can also look me up on uh on Spotify or Apple Music. Hell yeah. That's a good way to go deep on the Mike Posner journey. Well, I'll tell you what. For the audio listeners, what is your favorite song you've ever made? And then we'll we'll put this at the end of the I show. I asked him that earlier and he yeah. said he didn't. Yeah, know. weren't you here, bro? I want to fucking pick Fuck. one. Gun to head. This is Listen, it. This is the end what, of the show. What about a top three? That Listen, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Give me one, though, to end the show, Mike. You've got one, you fucking liar. Well, here's here's a qualifier. Give... Say one that's not one of the more popular yeah, ones yeah, that you yeah, really yeah. like so people go look hey, into Hey, pull it. up, Bob, pull up my uh, album, Keep Going. I want to pick one off of there. This is an album that I made right before I started The Walk. And I made it for myself to listen to for when it got hard. And uh, So you about, made the album for yourself and no I one else? I made it for the album for myself. But then I, yeah, share it with everyone When it got else. hard, you're talking about the journey, right? Yeah, like, what, thank you. For clarifying, you got to do that on this show. Not sure well. God knows, man, that is so tiny. That's what she said. Can you pull that uh, up? So the screen is see to the audience out there. No, I'll just I tell you how, how small the screen is. It's fucking small. It's hard uh, to read. Do from come here. home, number two. Okay, there we go. Some inspiring for the people. Yeah, dude. And then just immediately segue back to the Auschwitz Memorial. Exactly, Bob. dude. Job, and Bob, Great pull job, up that, Bob. that picture of uh, Auschwitz, the last uh, <laughs> Great job, thing. Bob. No, we're scoring it for you, okay? Hey, stop joking about goddamn Auschwitz, I'm a movie Auschwitz, director. Dude. We're not. Nobody's joking <laughs> about it. I'm a Jewish man. What I'm saying, though, is we should put You're one of your songs in a Spielberg movie, and then we can do it. Dearest humor in another direction. <laughs> God damn, man. I enjoy this. I've never heard this Talk to nobody, just made beats. So I'd say what, kids? Uh, we're going to play you out with this. We appreciate you tuning in. Go to iTunes, Spotify. Check out all of Mike's music. Fun fucking show, dude. Great goddamn day today. We appreciate you being here. For Dan hey, and Anthony Holloway, Mike Posner, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone. I told you I was going to get in the Duke, and I did my. I told you I would get signed, and I did my. Look at this, my.